Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Three Step Podcast. Uh, we got a great show in line today. Tyler, what's going on? Yeah, we're back with some more sports. We got uh, NFL and college football. We got college football with Jonathan Thomas, our friend. That would be great. Um, and then friend. we got MLB and NBA. And we'll talk about that stuff. And yeah, sports. We got sports today. Yeah. And you had the most important member of the team back to me because, you know, they couldn't do the other sports by themselves. They had to have me here. Except we did did do the other sports or we did football very well without you. I will add just saying. And and they also got it done in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, This we've been doing this for about four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's half of that is just you pausing every couple seconds. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Do Anyways, what? we are going to talk about NFL. Sports. We're going to talk NFL. Um, a lot of things we learned about last week. We learned that the Falcons are going to always find a way to blow games. No matter what kind of fashion it's in, they will figure out a way to blow games. Oh, my gosh. H- how crazy was that? The Texas Rangers of baseball. The Texas or Rangers football. of, yes, the football. Yeah. The, the Texas <laughs> yeah. Rangers are the Rangers of baseball, Cody, if you didn't know. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. uh, <laughs> how, how crazy of a game was that, Q? Dude, that was wild. That was the most ridiculous game I think I've seen in years. I, I can't Since, I guess, the Patriots one where they Falcons also blew that one. <laughs> <laughs> they had a 99.9% chance to win that game within with I think it was what like 2 minutes left in the mm-hmm. game and they still lost. That's <laughs> that's how ridiculous it is. I mean, it's just that is insane. There was uh in the history of the NFL when teams are up uh 39 points or when, when they score 39 points and have zero turnovers uh they are 440 and zero until that game. <laughs> they are now 440 and one. <laughs> and it had to be the Falcons. Imagine that. <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, Dak Prescott played phenomenal in that game, overcoming ridiculous amounts of fumbles. No offensive line. <laughs> no offensive line. Missing his two his two top tackles. It, Technically, it's three because because the backup. Yeah, let, let's rewind real quick. That beginning of the game. Have you guys ever seen anything like that? They had four fumbles and they had two failed punt, uh, fake punts. Real- well, fortunately, Tyler, me being a Cowboys fan, I have seen something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, last time I seen something like that, real realistically, was uh, an equally crazy game, like back in like 2007 when they played like the when they played the Bills and Romo threw five interceptions. I and remember that. The ball. <laughs> and then they miraculously won in the past, in the last like two minutes of the game. Yeah, it's, it, it was the Bills. It, yeah, it was the Bills. The Bills so. and Falcons, two teams that like blowing leads, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Texas Rangers at football. There yes. you go. <laughs> Let's just, but uh, go Dak, Dak Prescott became the first player in NFL history with 400 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns in a single game as well. So that's surprising that that hasn't been done before. Yeah, I, I know we have this new era of QBs, but like you'd think, like Michael Vick, like he would accomplish something like that. But but usually yeah, those that is a guys stat. that are airing it out, they're getting touchdown passes and not just uh, 
and they're not really running the ball that much. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, you know that's a weird thing with that because that's he's not going to get a ton of passing touchdowns because anytime they get in the red zone, they're handing the handing the ball off to Zeke. Yeah, or he's running it in himself. And so apparently, what it's what it's going to look like. Which good idea to use him as a runner. You got a big mobile guy. You might as well do it. Jason Garrett never did it, so it's uh, looking like they're actually going to utilize that weapon. I like so, it. It's smart. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to take the Cowboys for. Honestly, that was the sloppiest game I've ever seen. But I, I guess you can say they're resilient. I guess you could say that. <laughs> defense is terrible, but. Man, I don't know. They they're gonna have to if they if they're gonna beat Seattle, they have to they have to play a lot cleaner, a lot cleaner of a game, and actually get some get some pass rush going. Yeah. So, but I mean, don't, Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, they all look they all look like they uh, the real deal. And you know, I mean, the offense looks like it can compete with anybody. And so, yeah, I just kind of wonder how much how much yards and points they would have put up if they didn't fumble it four times. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's just crazy it's absolutely. that they buried themselves in a hole and they still were fantastic offensively. Well, the dumb thing is that, I mean, you have Dak playing this way and it looks like everything's pointed to Dak looking like he's taking this step to be one of these top tier, top five quarterbacks in the Whoa, NFL. Bold statement. <laughs> not even a bold weird. statement. All it, the it's weird. really not a bold statement. I mean, we're they, two weeks in. You're yeah. saying top top five QBs. Well, actually, I mean, he did it last you know year. what? Let me take that back because some of the top five QBs we've had in the past have definitely struggled to start. Are washed, yes. And we'll, we'll talk about a few of them, including one who can't throw more than five yards. We'll, we'll talk one? about him. Which one? Oh, yeah, exactly. There's two of them. <laughs> well, one, <laughs> one can throw 10, buddy. <laughs> One's a little bit stronger than the, the man-lit one. But, <laughs> um, but like getting back to that Cowboys game, that onside kick was absolutely crazy. I've never, I've seen a lot of different ways you've done that onside kick. You'll have it, um, ball straight up. You'll kick the top of it like traditional. You'll have it at an angle. You'll kick it out to the sides. You'll kick it out to the middle. I've seen it once where I've had my team do this where they've had it basically end to end and they've like soccer kicked it and rolled it forward. And we all went blocked and tried to grab it. But I've never seen someone have it laying down. You kick the side of it and it's spinning to left. And then you go and block and try to recover it. You know, Pat McAfee actually explained that. And he said that's he's in his opinion, that's one of the better ways to do Mm it uh, because you get that back fishtail at the end and it like and it just squirrels right past the 10 yard line. If you really if you're really boxing out like you're catching a rebound. You really can get it like more often than not, but it's it's hard because I mean at any time if the Falcons would have just jumped on that ball, they would have recovered it. <laughs> it was not moving very fast. Yeah, you, you say the boxing out like no one was boxing them out. <laughs> they could have yeah. grabbed it. I, I'm oh I know. I'm sure they're. It was good when they recovered it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. He just hopped on it right at the 10-yard line, and they were still sitting up. Like, you think that right when it was about to get the 10-yard line, you'd have somebody just ready to jump, but they, they didn't jump. I was, as a Cowboys fan, I was I was ecstatic, but I'm sure the Falcons, any, anybody who's a Falcons fan probably had uh, had a lot of flashbacks there. They probably have a little bit of PTSD. I, I bet a lot of them are still feeling like there's there's still no way. Like, that's amazing they pulled this off, but there's, there's still no way that they're going to go down and score and take the lead. 
But no, even they even did that, which was impressive. Like not not only did they score uh, the first time, then get the onside kick and score after that. Like how how crazy is that? Like I, I wonder what the odds are of doing all three of those things within a couple of minutes of the end of the game. And doing all that and coming back from 19 points down and reco- recovering from four turnovers and or what was it four turnovers? Uh, yeah, to start the game. There's probably there might have yeah. been more. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's that's ridiculous. I, I've never seen a game like that in my life. And it's just it, I, the whole thing that at the beginning, I was like, I was I was angry. <laughs> it looked like you're watching a JV football team. And somehow they, they were resilient, man. They put it together and they won it. And that's all that matters. Hey, you, you clean it up, move on to the next week. Yeah, but, I, I think this is a big game for the Cowboys. The, the fact that they're able to bounce back like that and win. I think this is going to be one of the games that they look at later on in the season. Like, yeah, this is the game where we really put together. If they end up having a really good season, we'll see. That's huge with a new coach and no preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a momentum builder. That's a confidence builder. Um, we'll see, though, if it carries on to this next game against a really good Seahawks team, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, another great game we had... Um, we had the Seahawks against the Patriots, which was just kind of like the, the Cowboys game. Like there was a nod to a lot of past games. It was very cool to see. Um, Cam Newton gets stopped on the one yard line on the last play and should have thrown it. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll say this throwing the ball got them down there. It's true, but they probably saw the past game they had in the Super Bowl where they're like, no, no. <laughs> we're going to learn from what the Seahawks did, and we're not going to throw the ball in the one. Not- and the whole game, you have Cam Newton running it from the one, two, three-yard line, just running downhill and scoring. So it's like, this seems like a no-brainer. Just run the ball but in. My issue with that, though, is everyone in the stadium knew that play was coming. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, t- the touchdowns they had, everyone knew that shit was coming, too. Uh, not, not exactly, because you can open it up, but... For that play, you knew Cam was going to run it. And, like, does it matter either way if they know? I, I feel like it doesn't because at the end of the day, you still have to get off blocks and you still have to stuff the run. And he That's falls true. forward nine, He falls forward every single time. So not only do you have to stop the yeah, blocks. Yeah, he is, what, six foot yeah, four? Yeah, you got to stuff him in the backfield a yard or two behind the goal line because he's going to fall forward. But luckily, whoever the corner was made a fantastic play. Hey, LJ Collier, my, my boy from TCU, got off that block and uh, helped stop him at the line. Yeah, and then the, the corner, he chipped the fullback. He basically dove into his knees, which caused Cam to have to kind of stop. And he got and he basically got run down by all the guys breaking through a line. It was just a fantastic yeah. play. Awful blocking by the Patriots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody wanted to do that. But um, it, it was amazing to see just like, Last week, I was a little underwhelmed by the Patriots. They could have played a lot better against the Dolphins, but they they looked really good against the Seahawks offensively, defensively. Maybe they were pulling their punches. Maybe, possibly. Maybe they are playing down to the level of Ryan Fitzmagic. They got hypnotized by Ryan Fitzmagic. That's what happened, but offense. Or maybe the Seahawks aren't quite as good as we think they are. Defensively. Because offensively, yeah. whoo. They are yeah, damn good. Yeah, offensively. Russell Wilson, you know, Cody, you're talking about them being a Super Bowl team. 
I, I think that's possible, but I'm damn sure this might be the year that Russ gets the MVP. I've, oh, yeah. From what I I've think seen. So too. He was my pick. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Some of the throws he was, he was throwing were amazing. Dude, the one he had with a running back. The deep ball to uh, – oh, what's his uh, name? Met- Metcalf. Metcalf. Big and then, boy. And then that other ball to uh, Carson. That was yeah. a beautiful pass. Hey. DK was cooking, uh, cooking Gilmore there for a little while. Yeah, he was. I, like, <laughs> it's tough. It doesn't matter how good of a corner you are when you go against someone that physical at the end of the day, and then you have Russ dropping it perfectly every time. There's not much you can do. Like Gilmore was in the right spot every single time, but the ball was just better. The problem with the Seahawks, yeah. The problem with the Seahawks is there. Yeah, I don't trust the defense. I mean, they they have already allowed a league high. 47 plays of 10-plus yards. Sheesh. I'm surprised. I know the Falcons are up there. Oh, yeah. The Falcons <laughs> are up there, too. They have to be after that yeah. game. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say the DBs aren't great for the Seahawks, but I think the problem is they're not getting a pass rush. That's what I noticed throughout I the mean, game. Cam had a yeah, lot I mean, of time with like the Cowboys the defense. Yeah, exactly. they, were only, they were only getting pass rush whenever they'd send uh, Jamal Adams or Bobby Wagner. Jamal Adams looked really good, and Bobby Wagner was solid as always. But Jamal Adams yeah. is fitting in well for them. It's just the other guys. The other guys are not uh-huh. stepping up for them. Yeah, I still think that, way too much for Adams though. Oh yeah, Absolutely. but uh, get, losing Jadavion Clowney, uh, it, it's actually showing that it's hurting them a little. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Even yeah. though he he didn't have much production or his stats weren't very productive, you can tell he's missed. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, though, like stats are not always the full picture. Just having Jadavion Clowney out there, that takes some of the attention towards him, and it frees up things for the other guys. Exactly, yeah, just like Demarcus Lawrence with the Cowboys. Exactly, and then next next yeah, thing you know, in a game like this, Cam has let's say he has four seconds to throw the ball. All of a sudden, it's like three point eight, three point seven. That makes a huge difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. That, that could have been a difference between seven, ten points in this game. But yeah. um, Cam had a really all day to just throw the ball, and he was just dotting up the field. Julian Edelman is like 55 years old, but he is still making plays out there. <laughs> he had like 180 yards. It, he had a crazy game, and some moron in my fantasy league dropped him last week, so I, I picked him up. I picked him up earlier today. Yeah, this is probably smart because it looked like Cam's just going to keep yeah, going. Good job. Um, yeah. Nikhil Harry is getting a lot better, uh, but he's there's still a huge gap between Julian Edelman, whoever the number two receiver is. He was so, a first-round pick, right? Yeah, yes, he was. He was. Uh, that was a late first-rounder, but he was a first-round pick. I think that was a waste of a first-rounder. I, I don't think so. You saw a little bit in the Seahawks game. He's going up there and catching these balls in traffic. He has potential. He's just, he's not quite there yet. I, I think over the next couple of years, he will really develop into a solid player. I don't think he's a first round pick, though. Yeah. I think he's shown that. that. That's what I mean. That was probably not the, the best pick yeah. they could have made. They've made a lot of weird first round picks the last few years. Sonny Michelle was a first rounder, too, right? Yeah. Sonny Michelle, I wouldn't say he's a first round pick, but he, he's been very productive for them. Um, he what? He wasn't a first. Ra- I thought he was their first rounder the year before they kill Harry. Oh, let me see. I I don't I don't remember. <laughs> let me see. We're looking it up. Um, 
Patriots were playing without yep. James White for this game. Um, 31st overall. Sony Michelle. 31st. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking he's an early second. Um, Sony Michelle didn't do much in that game, but they uh, they were without James White. He's a good player for them. Um, yeah, tragic that's a story. Yeah, very tragic story that happened with this family. Um, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are out with his family, but yeah, that, that's, cool. it's really tough. To play against the Seahawks like that when something like that happens to your teammate during this time period where everything's freaking crazy. I'm sure that had an effect on the team too. Probably oh, yeah, the running you back have, group too. You have a game plan with him in it on offense and that changes everything up. Exactly. So who who knows like how high the ceiling is for the Patriots, but one thing's for sure, the Seahawks are just Oh, I was about to make a corny joke, but their ceiling is unlimited, <laughs> led by their QB, well, Mister Unlimited. The Patriots are uh, the Patriots are going to be blocked off by the Bills because the Bills are the real deal. I don't know about that. I think Patriots could still I, win the division. I think it'll be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. For the first time, the AFC East is going to be a tight race and it's open for the first time. Well, for two teams, it's open. The other two, they're going to be battling. Well, yes. The, top, uh, the, the Jets are absolutely like, <laughs> Well, yeah, Sam Darnold's their quarterback. I remember when Sam Darnold got all hyped up, Frank. Mm-mm. Did you see that pass he made? No. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, my God. I'll have to show you later. The, he made one of the best passes I think I've ever seen. The, the problem. Granted, he was already down 30 you, points. You the, mean, the problem he, is he that lucky. Sam. The problem, no. The problem isn't Sam Darnold. The problem is Adam Gase. And oh, yeah, there's a yes. lot of insiders have been saying this. Sam Darnold's a solid QB, but Adam Gase is an awful coach. Yeah, and they, Adam they've Gase. used they've used I, other examples, but he coached, uh, I think, Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill was awful. And then uh-huh. Adam Gase was gone, and then next year Ryan Tannehill was good. But Ryan Tannehill was mm-hmm. also also went to Tennessee. Yeah, that that probably made a difference, but Miami I think from what we've Miami. what we've seen, the QBs that Adam Gase has had, he's and they've Bell. never been good. And Le'Veon Bell's out right now too. No, I, what I'm saying is Le'Veon Bell was horrible uh, last year. Yeah, uh, I mean he wasn't good when he was playing for them. Yeah, that was a waste of money for the yeah. Jets. I mean, I, there's just bad. There's bad from top to bottom, and it's like it's kind of like uh, a predicament. Like QBs just come into the, like the early Houston Texans or. Or any QB that played for the freaking Browns. I mean, you come into a bad situation, it's hard to overcome. It doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. I think that's, the kid has yeah, talent. He has really, really good arm strength. But, I mean, once you once you look at it from a hole, he's not going to be able to overcome a lot of this stuff. But Yeah. And yeah. They, weren't, they weren't able to overcome the 49ers. The, the 49ers had an awful, awful day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yes, let's, let's run through these injuries real quick. But I think they would have taken that L over... I think they would have rather forfeit and taken the L over all those injuries they had because, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Moser got hurt. Garoppolo got hurt. But the huge one was Nick Bosa went down, and he tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Their best player, done for the year. Dunzo. Um, and it's a long list more. We'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> Mostert, um, he has sprained MCL, so that's going to bother him for a little bit. He'll probably be week to week. And then Garoppolo, hold on one second. Uh, where did they go? Hurry up. 
And then he has a high ankle sprain, which that's always a nagging injury. We'll see. He's yeah, like, that always hangs around. He's probably yeah. week to week, but all of a sudden, 49ers before the season were like, maybe they could get back to the Super Bowl. That's that shit might be done just like that. I think it is. I mean, it's gonna be hard. They're they're still probably a playoff team, though. I don't know. I don't think so. They're not gonna win the division with the Seahawks the way they're playing. Cardinals are better this year. You know, it, it's going to be a tough road in that division, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then you lose Nick Bosa. We'll see the impact this week, how their defense looks without him. And then Garoppolo and uh, Moser being hurt throughout the year. Is that going to be just kind of nagging injury throughout the year to the point where it's like it's costing them wins? We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. All Garoppolo does is hand it off anyways. Yeah, true. That's true. But um, yeah, they're, they got hit by injuries. A lot of people got hit by injuries. Um, just some other notable, na- notable names. Saquon Barkley towards ACL. Dang, so Giants brutal. season was already done to begin with, but it's completely done. They ruined base. They basically ruined Barry Sanders within a matter of three years. Yeah. Shoot. Yep. Accurate. Just like that. <laughs> Saquon was supposed to be one of the best running backs of all time and yeah, we'll see about that. Um, Saquon got hurt. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain. Another four to injury. six weeks. Four I traded six for him in fantasy, so I know. Good. God. That wasn't nagging. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got a steal for McCaffrey, so I gladly took that dub. And Carolina, they also were not really contending this season, so. Yeah. Here's my thing here. That, for like, that's that's why I would not do, do trade for him in fantasy is because they're going to be done. I don't know how much they even put him back on the field. They are not going to win. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I would look to move him too. Eh, I can trade for him, uh, trade him away when he gets closer to coming back because he'll have a lot of value when he's close to returning. Well, obviously. Very, that'd yeah. be a very smart decision. Um, Drew Locke sprained AC joint, so shoulder joint. Um, he's getting replaced by Blake Bortles for the time being. Bortles! <laughs> yeah. The legend is back. Uh, and Denver season is done. So three teams, their seasons are done just like that. Two weeks. Trevor, all battling for Trevor Lawrence and uh, what's, what's the Ohio State quarterback's name? Uh, and add more injury to injury. Uh, Cortland Sutton tore his ACL for the Denver Broncos. So, bam, they're done. RIP. How's their best receiver, yep, too? best yep. receiver done. Jerry Judy time. Jerry Judy, he's going to have to do everything for them. Blake Bortles is yeah. going to throw every pass to him. <laughs> oh, and just like he did with defense. Just like he did with Allen Robinson. There was more injuries than that, too, though. Yeah, Devontae Adams, it's, hamstring injury. Taven Young, should. knee injury. There's a lot more guys. Uh, Devontae His, Adams should be back. They uh, he said he wanted to go back in the game. So Tyron Taylor chest him. injury, really a very Demarcus Lawrence hurt his yes. knee. Uh, they don't know how bad really. I mean, it looks like he's it was just a minor minor injury, but who knows how that's going to affect him? It's just it's all over. It was bloody Sunday, man. Yeah, yeah I, I think one of the worst days I've ever seen with injuries. And it's it's what we it's what we talked about. I think first episode with MLB, um, this quick start for all these teams, it's causing a lot of injuries across all these sports, and it's kind of goes back to what we were questioning. Is like, 
Is it because they don't have all these extra games before, all these different training camp stuff, all these different training sessions and lifting all this stuff before? Does that really actually make a huge difference? Is that why all these injuries are happening? It's weird. It took until week two for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, that is very strange. I just think it was a it's a flukish thing, man. Like it's just one of these one of these random wild times where it's like, man, all this happened in one day. I, I don't know you if know? you can call it flukish because I'm literally looking at a thing that has 21 injuries of like star players. I, I wow. think there, yeah. there's something definitely going on. I think connected to this pandemic, guys are just not as healthy as they are supposed to be. And they're going down for some bad injuries that aren't supposed to happen. Okay, but think of it like this. Week one, there really weren't any injuries, maybe just like one or two, uh, like big ones. Uh, And week one usually has a lot of big injuries. Like there's usually probably five to ten big injuries. So, What what if week one was a fluke? It's possible, right? That's good. Yeah. yeah, week one could be a fluke, and then week two just take its place. So. Yeah, that, that could be the case. Who knows? Um, I'll tell you the team that's not tanking for uh, tanking for Trevor. Well, I'll tell you who's not going to let that what happen. A segue. What is, were we uh, talking about, Trevor? Gardner Minshew. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said Trevor earlier. Gardner Minshew. I had to touch on him real quick. That mustache is not going to let it happen. He has been playing lights out for the first two weeks. I just wanted to mention it real fast mm-hmm. before I lost the opportunity to do so. Yeah, he's uh, – this week he was 30 for 45, 339 yards, three touchdowns. They lost the Titans, but – they lost the Titans, but he did a very good job. I don't know what that was, but – <laughs> it's not like the Joker. Right? I, I don't know what path they like. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think Gardner Minshew is going to keep being consistent with these numbers. We talked about this before, but I think he's a good fantasy pick for like your second QB, not your starter, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But so I just had, I just throw it in. We were trashing the, we were trashing the Jaguars on a couple shows earlier. Yeah. I had my rant time. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jaguars. Don't let it happen. (laughs) Anyways, back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, other notable games, Aaron Rodgers still killing it out there. No surprise. Aaron Jones killing it too. Yeah. Aaron Jones killing it. Uh, just just like Aaron Hernandez. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Jesus. You know who's you know who's not killing it? The Texans. Aaron Saints. And also Aaron Hernandez. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Texans got beat by the Ravens. They're looking they could possibly go 0-3 to start. Not yeah, good. They got a tough schedule. Uh Chiefs eked out a very surprising win against the Chargers. Justin Herbert yeah. might be ready to go. Hey. We'll see. No, they said that uh, Tyrod Taylor, it's still his job when he comes back. I don't know why, but... I mean, Tyrod Taylor's still a solid QB. I think they're probably just trying to protect Justin until he's completely ready. Yeah, there's no point in throwing him into the fire when in a pointless season. Yeah, exactly. True. Because they're not going anywhere. Yep. That's true. Very true. Um, How about the Saints and Raiders, though? Dang. Oh, great game. Yeah. <laughs> Drew can't throw it five yards. I love all the memes I was seeing. The the ones, especially the ones using Captain America, old Captain America. That was great. 
(laughs) (laughs) Having Alvin Kamara in fantasy is looking like it's going to be great. Yeah, it's like, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, I saw one where it was like, will you throw up more than five yards? No, I don't think I will. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, what Cody was saying, Alvin Kamara is going to be a good choice because he's great. Check downs all day. (laughs) Over and over. Especially in PPR. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be the new Christian McCaffrey in PPR. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What What is going on, though, for the Raiders to be this good? Did anyone expect this besides Luck. John Gruden? Luck. Luck? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm i still not buying on them yet. I We're going to have to see this this week. I mean, they, they play the Patriots this week. It should be more. I don't know. They already beat the Saints. So I don't know. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, and they've won by There's, 10 against the Saints. So not so I don't expected. buy Derek Carr. I, for the life no. of me, I cannot buy Derek Carr. So that's my issue. You can't buy that. He's throwing 74% right now. You're not buying that? No, because I've seen him do. I've seen him have games like this before. And then. Uh. <laughs> Ah, uh, stupid ass fire truck. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it has to be ridiculously loud going through this place at 1 o'clock. All right, we good. Unless the Joker comes so back out. I, anyway. I asked the question, are you not buying Derek Carr? And just answer that question. I'm I'm still not buying him. I've seen him put games up like this before where he's just had phenomenal games, really. I mean, it was a really good game for him. But he followed it up with stinkers after stinkers after stinkers. I mean, he, he's you're not consistent. You're, you're mm-hmm. a stinker. I can smell you from here. Uh, but no, he I just don't buy it. I don't buy it until I see it again because he hasn't been that guy in four years. You know who I'm... I, I think Derek Carr's... He's not going to be a great QB. I know everything that's going to happen. I think he's going to be much improved this year. You know who I'm not buying, though? Henry who? Ruggs third. He's done oh, no. absolutely nothing really? for them. Well, he did He did in week one. He, got a, he, he, had has, a long he has two game. receptions for 11 yards. That's it. <laughs> in my opinion, I think he's the next John Ross. Oh, absolutely. I think so. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's absolutely that. nothing. I, I I don't know if he's going to be quite as non-productive as him, but I think that's who he is. Yeah, and I th- I think it's because of the scenario he's in. Yeah, exactly. Because John Ross is or, put on a horrible team that wound up starting to rebuild when he got there and never really got a chance, and then he kept getting hurt. And I think Ruggs is going. I think Ruggs is going to have the same problem with injuries. And I also think the number one target there, anyways, is Darren Waller because oh, Darren yeah. Waller's looking like a superstar. And it's, it's but, only Darren Waller. Like he literally, he has twenty-four targets. The next man is the running back at nine targets. <laughs> yeah, and Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Yes, too. he is. So absolutely. I, I, think, I think that's what they are. I think they're they're ground and pound and hit their tight end. Yep. And yeah. So, so that's just not going to be great for Henry Ruggs the third. No, it was a bad pick. It was basically yeah, it's not a good, Darius Hayward it's not a good fit for him, and I don't think he's going to be very productive this year. That's that's my prediction, at least. I don't. Ag- I I mean, I do agree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why I said I don't agree. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's that was no, kind of week one. Um, I don't. I don't think there's week any two. other week two. Carson Wentz Carson sucks. Wentz yeah. sucks. 
Well, it'll Quint, be like a weekly update for that. us. It's like a weekly update. Yeah. Is Carson Wentz good this week? No. <laughs> hey, uh, it, what about but, Mitch Trubisky? Yes. No. <laughs> Is he back? <laughs> no, he's not back. Probably. He's arrived. He's arrived. Okay, so he's starting to be decent. Would, would you say good, Cody? Can I hear I, that out of your mouth? <laughs> I, he threw, He still threw two picks. Come on. Uh, um, I know. I'm just trying to goat Cody at this point. Let me pull up his stats, and I will give you an answer. While he's pulling that up, other scores, Rams. No, no he's, o- he's okay. <laughs> 190 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, four sacks, 78 quarterback rating. And uh, Allen Robinson is my guy on fantasy, and he only gave him 33 yards receiving. He's okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know bother you for a second <laughs> uh, you you act like i care you act oh like you do bother. you get very fired up you had to look that up <laughs> well i already had it halfway pulled up i remember you had the the tweet i put out where i was just questioning if he's back that was just a question he was ne- he never well, arrived. exactly there it is you're getting fired up he had one good season that's good enough to say is he never right? had a good, good season. season they went like 10 and 3 one season well, well, it doesn't matter about the wins. He didn't play good. He didn't I mean, go ten and three. I mean, he did good enough. He did make the he playoffs. Make the playoffs. I, I think that's good enough to say. Is he back? You know, he was like mediocre. He was never so here. Is he back to mediocre? Because he was trash. The, the real year. question is: the real question is: is the Bears' defense back to back to dragging his sorry ass to the playoffs? Uh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like saying is Jeff <laughs> Mills back? Out, but... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, there. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to edit out so many things, but anyways. <laughs> um, anything else? Any of those other games? No, let's go to picks. No, let's move into picks. Okay, picks this week. We got uh, Raiders. You're really telling me to hurt? Come on now, honestly. <laughs> Raiders at Patriots. Over under is 47 and a half. Patriots are six and a half point favorites. Here you got Quinn. The Patriots, I'm going to take the Patriots. I still don't buy the Raiders. I don't think that they're going to be able to put it together to go start off 3 0. And I think uh, I am buying Cam and the Pats. So let's see it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots too. And I'm going to say the Patriots cover the spread, which is six and a half points. I think they cover too. Yeah, uh, I got I got Patriots covering too. I think last week, even though they didn't win, I think that was a confidence builder for Cam and that offense. I think they're going to light up this week. I got the over too. So Pats are going to win this game. And then next game, we got Texans at Steelers. Texans 0-2 against 2-0 Steelers. Uh, it's 12 o'clock game, Pitt, three and a half point favorite, 45 over under. Cody, who do you have in this? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Texans because I think they're going to be playing like a team with their lives on the line, 0 and 2 right now. And honestly, the Steelers haven't haven't really played any great teams. They beat the Giants 26 to 16 and then they beat the uh Bron- Broncos, I think. Yeah, 26 to 21. Uh that's weird. They scored 26 back-to-back weeks. Uh 
The NFL's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the NBA. Just like the uh, NBA. So I think the Texans are going to win. Uh, I think Deshaun's going to put the team on his back, even though he may not have a back because of that offensive line. But oh, jeez. Oh God! They're gonna rip off his back. <laughs> they may break it. Honestly, yeah. um, I I got the Steelers in this game. I think I think your analysis is wrong, Cody. I think only Deshaun Watson is gonna play like this game matters. I think the rest of the team is already like, oh, we're done. Maybe this is an opportunity to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Freaking sorry <laughs> ass coach and GM. I think Ben Big Ben is. Breaking off the rust. He was looking solid last week. Um, that defense is ridiculous. It is back to the old days of really dominating a team defense. to play. It's a really good defense. Break out the steel curtain. Steelers win. Q, who do you got? Uh, I got the Steelers as well. Um, man, the Texans are a shit show. So, yep. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to choose them. <laughs> uh, and I do think Big Ben is... Uh, is creeping back into being in the actual back territory because he was there, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that was never up for debate, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can always debate things about Mitch, but anyways. <laughs> no, you're always wrong about Mitch. <laughs> Dang, See, I'm not the only one that gets worked cow- up. Y'all Cowboys fans get so fired up about Mitch Trubisky. I don't know why. Cowboys fans? Amazing. What? No, I, I think it's just y'all. Because the other guy that was getting mad on Twitter was also a Cowboys fan. Well, he did destroy us in one game, yeah, exactly. that doesn't matter. Exactly. Not- That's where it comes from. Anyway, moving on to the next game. Cal- Speaking of Cowboys, transition. <laughs> Cowboys at the Seahawks. 325 game on Fox. Seahawks are 4.5 favorite and over under is 55.5. Wow. Big points. Jesus, a big over. Big points. Uh, Cody, actually, let's go Q. Q, who you got in this Ooh, one? Changing it up. Mm-hmm, flipping it up. <laughs> uh, so, you may call me a homer. Oh, you are. I am a homer. But that's not the reason I'm picking. I think that that coming off of a crazy game like that, I think that really just gives you a lot of confidence. And I, I mean, I think this is going to be a quarterback duel. I think this is going to go down last last little bit. I think it's going to be a really really tight game. But uh, I mean, the Cowboys have done this before. They came up there in Seattle and uh, and taken them out when the Cowboys are underdogs. And so I think, and I'm I'm thinking that. uh, I'm thinking that the Cowboys are going to pull it off. I, I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to come down to like a field goal at the end of the game. And I think it's going to be high scoring too. So I'm going to I'm going to take the over. Actually. Okay, Cody. All right, I'm going to go with Seattle because I think they have a slightly better defense than the Cowboys, uh, and I think Russ is a little bit. It's very close, but I think Russ is a little bit better of a quarterback than Dak uh, right now, and. But I'm going to say they hit the over, but the Cowboys cover the spread. Here, here's the thing, though, that the that the the Seahawks, man, they allow a ton of big plays. They allow a ton of big plays, and one big play. This so do the Cowboys. One big play team, man. Yeah, that's the yeah. I mean, Cowboys added. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, but I think Seattle has more playmakers on defense that can get a stop. I can agree mm. with that. Absolutely. Um, I got Seahawks too. I got the over. As well, and I think Seahawks are gonna cover the spread. I think Cowboys are gonna have a hangover from that big game. That's my guess, and I think 
Russell Wilson is just going to be on fire the whole year. I, I think it's going to be a while before they get beat. I feel like they're going to rot. Russell Wilson is my MVP pick, by the way. I already called it earlier. Yeah, I might be switching my, some My boy too. going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I see them. Yeah, I don't see them losing. I don't. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I don't see them losing for a couple more games. I think they're just unstoppable on offense. I think defensively they'll be better this week, but still a lot of question marks for sure. But uh, yeah. moving, next game, Aaron Rodgers, discount double check against the Saints, Drew Brees, and uh, his bony-ass arms. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of something to rhyme with discount double check, but I'm not that. The clever. Saints are favored? Yeah, by three points. Who would have thought? Yikes. I'd put money on that. Um, yeah. Over under 52. This is the primetime game at 720. Um, I, I'll start off. I think the Packers are going to win. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing a lot. He, he's not playing on the level of Russ, but he is on fire too. Um, who who would have thought? On fire. Yeah, who would have thought that the offense would have been good? They didn't draft anyone to help him out, but they've – been really good this year. Jordan um, Love. <laughs> Jordan Love, but he, he's not out there catching passes or running the ball. So <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers, I think he's playing pissed off right now. He's like, I'm not letting this kid take my job. So I'm going to blow yeah. anyone who we play. So I got Packers in this game. I get. I think it's going to be close, though. I think within the touchdown. That's my guess. I do not. I think, think one of you. I don't think it's going to be close at all. I'm going to take the Packers, and I think the Packers blow them out. Saints, for me to ever get confidence back in the Saints this year, I know I picked them. I think I picked them to go to Super Bowl too. I I gotta see I gotta see more out of Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees showed a lot last night that he he just might be washed. And without Michael Thomas, is Michael Thomas playing in this game? He's hurt. I don't think he's playing in this uh, game. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And so I think without Michael Thomas, I don't think. I, I just don't see them pulling out a win here. So I don't even think it's going to be close. I actually think they cover the spread, but I think the Packers might blow them out. Okay, Cody? I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Uh, I think the Packers win by like two scores, 10 to 14 points, something like that. Uh, and like, like Quentin said, Drew Brees needs to show me he still has it uh, without Michael Thomas before I'm going to buy stock in the Saints again. Even though it's nice to see Alan Kamara light it up for my fantasy teams. <laughs> and then final game. This is the Monday night football game. This is going to be freaking fantastic. Fine. We got Chiefs and we got the Ravens. We got Lamar Jackson against Patty Mahomes. Battle of the MVPs. Battle of the MVPs. My pick for MVP was going to be Pat Mahomes, but I might change it up. Russ is playing really good, but... This game is going to be exciting. Over-under is 53. Baltimore is favored by 3.5. I don't know why they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but whatever. Um, Lamar is the GOAT. That's why. Lamar is the GOAT. Christian must have made that line. That's probably it. That's Christian's decision. Um, Who do y'all got in this game? I have the – I'm going to have the Ravens win it. The Chiefs have kind of looked – uh, rusty so far this season, especially uh, throwing the ball deep. I think they've only had like really one big deep play so far, and uh, so I'm going to go with the Ravens because Ravens have one of the best defenses in football, 
so I think they're going to be similar to how the Chargers put pressure on them in uh, the game last week. Q? I'm also picking the Ravens. Um, I think I think the Chiefs are – now, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs are amazing, and I really do think that they're probably going to be the represent the person – or the team representing in the AFC again this year, and I, that, they could likely be the Super Bowl champion again. But I think they're having a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but they're still winning games because they're just that good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just they just haven't been lighting the world on fire. And the Ravens, I mean – They've been they've been good. I mean, Lamar has been solid. I, I wouldn't call it spectacular, but he's been solid. And I just I just think this is one of those games that the Chiefs are going to blow. I mean, they almost lost it to the to the Chargers last week. And so I think this is they're going to lose this game. And I think this game is going to be what what wakes them up again. And then then you're going to see them go off again, I, like they were. Before. I agree. I was thinking the same exact thing. Also, I'd like to add that they will smash that over. The over under is fifty three and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. They're mm-hmm. definitely gonna, I agree. Definitely going to smash that. I think I have Chiefs win this game, though. I think both teams have been underwhelming. Um, I think Lamar and Pat Mahomes haven't been up to their like amazing status, but I think Chiefs just have a little bit more firepower on offense. I think Clydesdale is going to have a great game. Um, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a very close game. I think Chiefs win this by a field goal. It's going to be very high scoring. It'd be like see the game going like 41 to 38, like Chiefs hit a field goal at the end to win the game, something like that. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. Yeah, my another factor for me is if the Chiefs come out firing, uh, Ravens also have a better defense, a much better defense. The Chiefs, I consider them one of the like worst defenses in football. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I don't. I don't think they're one of the worst. I, I think yeah, they're just I don't not think as that good as okay. their mid- middle of the pack defense. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I, but they have enough to get the job done. There's, yeah, I just think they're off. There's obviously the driving force. They have enough to win a Super Bowl, but it if like Mahomes got hurt or something, they wouldn't have enough to like make it past the first round of the playoffs. Well, that's the case with a lot of teams. I mean, not a lot of teams have good backups, anyways. So. Yeah. But maybe like Baltimore, RG three came in, they could make it to the second round. Yeah. Well, RG three can't make it through one game without like breaking something. So we'll see. Yeah, what it, they'd be on their third. To train he already. was born yeah. with glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> every day I break my legs, <laughs> and every night I break my arms. Okay. Shout out to SpongeBob. <laughs> Hell of a way to end this uh, NFL segment. But, yeah, that's our picks. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a great week, great week of games, a lot better than last week. I think we'll see a little bit of a uh, separation between the three of us record-wise. A- as a reminder, um, Cody and I are tied at 8-2. and two. Q is 6-4. and four. So, I think – Hey, I started I, – I got 6-4 and four after having a week, week one of uh, – of one and four. Yeah. So I went five and oh this week. Good Thank bounce you. back. We both went five and oh. Cody had the one loss between all of us. <laughs> Loser. Eagles. Uh, Eagles, Eagles, baby. Because he picked fly, the Eagles, Eagles and fly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I had to be different from you two morons. And you lost. That's what you did. Yeah. And us morons went undefeated. And you got exposed on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all three people that check our story, which yeah, is the three of three. us. Uh, basically <laughs> um 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see a separation this week. I think uh, Cody and I will rise even more from Q, and then I will separate from Cody, you know, rise to the top, and I'll just never lose. Just the rest like of the college way. football? Just like college Well, I'm coming back in college football this week. You're still going to lose. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to be spending that what? What? No, Q, the, the way it's looking, you might slide in college football and have to do what twice. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so Well, if it is, Maybe you'll have to do, like, matching tattoos. Twice. Like, one... You'll have like uh, it'll be like practical jokers. You'll have Jaden Smith on one side, and then you'll have like Will Smith oh, on the other. God, if one of them is Jaden Smith, and I have to get Jaden Smith on my damn leg, <laughs> and then hey. you'll have Will and Jada on the other one. You'll have the little round table talk. Hey, you'll, nah, you'll have we, a bunch of family that, problems. <laughs> if we do that, it's got to be temporary. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. No, we're getting real tattoos. No. No. Uh, <laughs> anyways. That's NFL for this week. I'll get a real tattoo, just not Jaden Smith. <laughs> He's going to get a tattoo of Jaden Smith eventually, but that's NFL, and we're moving on to college football. Okay, and we're going to talk some college football. Um, we got our special guest today, Jonathan Thomas. Jonathan, oh! welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> uh, that's, that's about what I expected. Yeah. Um, first thing we're going to talk about with college football is just what happened last week. Um, we're starting to get into kind of some interesting territory i guess with college football first couple of weeks sucks but we're starting to get some good games we had our first ranked game last week louisville Bowl against uh, miami miami kicked louisville's ass um louisville's defense looked like trash you have anything <laughs> to add on that jonathan <clears throat> well you know it reminded me of somebody else's defense, but we're not it's neither here nor there, but <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> Is there anything else to stood out to you about that game? Um I thought Miami definitely I thought Miami can I I I didn't pick Miami last week because I didn't think they were um how can I say? I didn't think they were good enough before. Like they never won the big game before and I didn't believe they could do it now. But it was definitely mm-hmm. surprising that they actually like went in there and handled business. Yeah, King is like legit. He's legit. Yeah, he he really is legit. Um, his first game, I was a little underwhelmed, and you and I were kind of talking about this, but I just I felt like Louisville had the better first game coming out. Yeah, and little did I know their defense is absolute trash. So it didn't <laughs> matter how good their offense is. Yeah, <laughs> their their QB though I thought was impressive. Who's is it Louisville's quarterback? Yeah, yeah, Louisville. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was sharp. Um, obviously, De'Ara King was sharp. I feel like those guys will definitely lead their team to some wins this uh, season that probably they don't deserve, especially with Louisville's <laughs> garbage defense. Holy <laughs> kids, calm down. <laughs> so sorry, am, am I offending people in Louisville? Are zero fans of Louisville? Well, Ty- yeah, we have Tyler knows the thing too about garbage defense. Yeah, it's from experience. <laughs> same, same joke. Same. Well, I mean, yeah, I do recognize it pretty well. I mean, <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> it takes a garbage defensive person to know one. Ouch! Oh, <laughs> Ouch! Uh, moving on to another kind of garbage performance. Uh, I thought Oklahoma State looked terrible. Mm. What'd y'all think? Where uh, Tulsa's defense looked really good. Oh, yeah. Or that. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could, but that could be a little bit of both. Oklahoma State, they did lose their starting QB, but their backup was not impressive at all. 
and their offensive line was just getting destroyed the whole game. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the Packers okay. lost Aaron Rodgers, what would happen? Say that again? If the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers, what would happen to that team? Well, we're not talking about the Packers. We're talking about the freaking Oklahoma State. <laughs> but you're, who, you're who underachieves like you every year. You're acting like you expect that backup quarterback to be great. Like, why would what would you expect if Aaron no, Rodgers? No, I, I, I didn't expect like him to be great, but it's just like he wasn't doing enough to kind of open things up so Chuba Hubbard could have a good game. He did enough backup. to win the game. Ooh. I mean, that's because their defense did enough. Oklahoma State Tulsa really shot themselves in the foot. It, they had, I think, like 16 penalties or something. And they were horrible on I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, maybe maybe it was that, you know, the mullet. Does he even have the mullet at this point? Maybe it was that, that was One America happened. shirt. It was that One it's America. Whatever it's called. One America News Network, whatever it's called. That's right. OMAC or whatever. Oh, O-A-M. yeah. O-A-M. Yeah, that and the mullet just willed in the wind, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I think Tulsa just kind of shot themselves in the foot. But Yeah. When they, they missed they that looked- field goal, when they missed that field goal when they were down the red area. I think, no, they had a touchdown call back because of penalty. Yeah. That's when exactly. they lost that game. That's when they lost Yes. It's kind of one of those moments like, oh, uh, they're just not going to make that play to upset this big team. It's just yeah. one of those things that small teams, they play the best that they can, but then they just can't make the plays. They like get man. that demoralizing mm-hmm. penalty. Or, yeah, uh, go, exactly. Go for it. Instead of kicking a field goal. Yeah. Take the obvious points. Or or they don't do an onside (laughs) kick when they should. Stuff like that. Yeah. When they do an onside kick, they don't cover and let the guy run it back for a touchdown. (laughs) Damn. I wonder hey, who we're referring to. (laughs) No, I'm not sure. Do you want to spell it out for me? Well, his father is the president of Texas Tech. Oh, geez. Jesus Christ. And, wow, we're making, we're probably going to be making enemies already. Um, moving I, don't, on. I will gladly make an enemy out of that. Oh, I bet you will. Okay. <laughs> moving on, uh, Marshall looks solid against Appalachian State. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. We are. Or, Marshall. Or Appalachian State is horrible. Or that. Yeah, I mean that's the that. third coach. That's the third coach in three years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Their coaches keep upgrading too. Like they did, like they keep leaving. So well, yeah, sure. Yeah, and Appalachian State, they're still relatively new to the FBS. I, I think. I mean, I they beat the SEC team last year. They did losing to Marshall. Uh, come on now. That's I mean, I, I think Marshall's actually yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Oh God, true freshman what? quarterback. Looks solid. Okay. It's all day. I mean, he. Marshall hasn't been good since Randy Moss. We're gonna talk about Oklahoma State doing enough to win. I think that QB did enough to win. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. the defense played better than the offense, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Marshall's defense was solid. I mean, it wasn't like least. a. Was, he wasn't solid. like throwing five hundred yards and lighting it up in a fifty to fourteen blowout. No. Was, yeah, but he was still doing enough. Yeah, I guess. To get them win, yeah. I guess okay. he, he was good against uh, Eastern. I think it was Eastern Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, they're not a good team, but he threw four touchdowns, 300 yards. Yeah, because, you know, everybody's just uh, fearing Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of teams people fear, like HBU. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you kind of worked your way up, and now you're just outright saying who we're talking about. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 
anyways, um, speaking of Eastern Kentucky and HVU, they did schedule a game this week, if anyone cares. Um, <laughs> that's, that's one of the newest updates we had. There's FCS programs still adding games. But for some reason, their conferences aren't playing. Don't forget, weird. UCA added at uh, Western Minnesota. Not Western Minnesota, Western Missouri, something like that. Yeah, some what? program to just get them a win that doesn't yeah. really matter, I guess. But, hey, it's, it's playing time. It's uh, time for those players to kind of show for the NFL if they want to have opportunity. Money. Go get that money, all that stuff. Go, go get that, uh, become the next transfer quarterback to win a Heisman at OU. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it ain't back, it. Back <laughs> it ain't to eluding. <laughs> Anyways, enough with the looting. Um, <laughs> is there any other games from last week that stood out to y'all? It was there weren't still weren't a whole lot of games because really only one Big Twelve team was playing. Um, ACC only had a few games. SEC is not playing. SMU destroyed yes. UNT. Y'all absolutely destroyed them. That was horrible. So uh, Q, how do you? F- yes, was yeah. Q, how do you feel about your pick, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had to do it. I, I that's the school I went to. <laughs> you, you went there for what? Two semesters? Damn right. <laughs> I had to rep it because now I'm online. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to UNM for two years. You don't see me out here saying, Oh yeah, go Lobos in every football game. Quinn well Quinn went there for one Lobos. semester. No, I went there for two. Or uh, one year, I mean. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're the math. Yeah, buddy. North Texas. I, I, I thought I thought they were gonna be better in that game, but I really did think it was gonna be a better but game. Shane Bouchelle and SMU just <laughs> demolished them. I think SMU is a lot better than what they're saying. A lot of people think. Yeah. SMU was also pissed off because TCU canceled. Yeah, that probably was part of well, it. Maybe. Well, with the way with the way SMU was playing in their first in their first game, I really didn't think that they were gonna like be as good as mm-hmm. that. SMU <laughs> was playing vanilla because they were trying to hide things from TCU. I, I think one thing we got to take into account is because of all this COVID stuff. I think, and you've seen this in the NFL, I think the first few games are not really showing us what these teams really are. Yeah, like Las Vegas is not a playoff team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yes. there's a Y'all few other so? teams. I don't know. John Gruden's over there doing the haka in the freaking locker room. I mean, he's got them hyped up, but um, it's does. it's two games. They still got fourteen That's more. Right. They, they could go two and fourteen, and the Texans Jared, could go fourteen and three. All of a sudden, fourteen and three. What? I mean, sorry, fourteen and yeah, two. Four, Jesus Christ, kids. <laughs> hey, Tyler and I both went to HB where math isn't the best. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speak for like yourself. John, like yours, Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, please, because your math is good? Come on. My math is excellent. Uh, sir, you're, you're a teacher, but you're not a math teacher, are you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> probably a reason for that. Um, but yeah, last week, we're starting to get in the thick of things. Um, Last week was better than the week before. I think this week is going to be really good because we finally got the SEC playing. Absolutely. And uh, that's that's kind of why we brought on Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan is kind of our expert on the SEC. He's a Thank big, you. He's a big Bama fan, so, you know, he's a Bama fan. <laughs> no, he, I thought you were an Auburn fan. Oh, F you, Cody. <laughs> War Eagle. I, I, I could have sworn Edgar showed me a picture of you saying War Eagle on Facebook. No, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I see my doppelganger or something. I don't know. 
Well, it, it'd be better than him being an A and M fan. That's all. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, That's true. Absolutely. But uh, Jonathan, let, let's talk a little bit about the SEC. Um, let's see. Let, let's start this week with just a few of the games they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see which one I can pull. So Florida, Ole Miss, right off the bat. Um, I, I think Florida's coming in as the number five seed uh, ranking right now, and. Do you think that's kind of warranted? Do you think Florida is that legit? Are we going to see that on Saturday against Ole Miss? Uh, I think Florida is the best team at the East. Um, they got great all a great line. Um, the only thing that concerns me about Florida is their defensive line and their running game. If they can get that solved, I think their defense is going to be freaking good as hell. I think they're going to be the second best defense, maybe the third best defense in the SEC next year. Uh, they're gonna have the behind best behind Alabama and who's the second team? No, I think Georgia has the best defense. Uh, Georgia Alabama, then Alabama. Alabama, I, I I'm waiting to see for them to prove it to me. Last year they were just garbage. I mean that was horrible watching Alabama's defense. I was like eye bleeding, scraping like talk chalkboard scraping. It was horrible. I mean that was the worst defense <laughs> I've ever seen Alabama Alabama play underneath Saban. That was just horrible. So I I don't know yet. But one thing I'm going to say, Georgia's the best. Georgia's the best defense, hands down. Second best defense, I'd say. Either, ah, golly, I hate to say this, but Auburn always has a good defense. Ever since Kevin Steele got there, so I think that maybe may they have a lot to replace on defense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not as I'm not as high on Auburn this year. But I think Florida is definitely going to be they're they're. They should be favored over Georgia this year for the first time since. I don't know since when. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Georgia's kind of had that East dominate, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah, since Kirby got there. Yeah, since Kirby got there. <laughs> Which, not. I feel like if my uh, memory is right, I feel like people were shitting on Kirby when he was coming in. Was it? Were they not? I feel like people did not think Kirby would be the guy that would turn this program around. Oh yeah, I thought everybody. I, I, well, at least I guess the hardcore SEC people. Knew. Kirby was like a freaking great recruiter. I mean, he recruited, recruit. I don't know. He can sell Christ to the freaking slot machine. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what? what? I mean, yeah, yeah, that sucker can recruit, man. I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've heard that phrase before. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that sucker. He's he's a, he's a dog. I mean, I, I really I really thought that Alabama success was kind of on Kirby smart because he was just a he was our lead recruiter and when he went to Georgia we thought we definitely took some hits but you know still Alabama but he's definitely got them playing to the kind of elite status I mean they're good but they haven't hit that great stage yet I mean they got to the national championship and lost but they still haven't hit that you know they haven't gotten they lose games they're not supposed to lose. Why did you lose South Carolina last year? That's unacceptable. Oh, that was awful. And then got Speaking blasted by LSU in the championship. I mean, that's their own fault. Sounds so, like Texas A&M losing games. Yeah. No, they, no, they, lose um, games. they lose games because they know they're supposed to lose those games. They're horrible. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, getting getting back well, to Georgia, talent, but- what is, what is kind of holding them back besides not like having those games where they just kind of lose the shitty teams? They're what, like... Their offense, you think? Yeah, they got a new offense coordinator this year. Uh, Todd Munkin came in, and they're supposed to be installing the air raid. So I think they're trying to see. They saw what LSU did. They saw what Alabama did. They went, went to a more open, not ground and pound like they always had at Georgia, like the 
I mean, Jake. I mean, Jay Fromm is garbage to me. I, I, I th- he's all hype. I, I thought agree. he was all hype. I did not see him perform. He only got hype because of the freshman uh, season he had against Oklahoma and against um, against uh, what was the other team? Auburn in the championship game. After that, he shot the bed. I mean, I guess the first half, first half against Alabama national championship, dude was lighting lighting up. After mm-hmm. that, what game has he won? Like what game? What meaningful game has he won? I mean, last year against Auburn, I guess. But when he and he put up the worst combine. Yeah, ever. I mean, he was not good. It's horrible. Hey, I mean, he ran off Justin Fields. That was the worst <laughs> mistake. That was the worst mistake Kirby Smart could have made. I mean, that was. I mean, I, to me, if Justin Fields starts against Alabama, or he hasn't been starting throughout the season. In order to lead to the championship, I mean, Georgia could have beaten Alabama that year. Jay Fromm was the one who shot the bed. I mean, he's always been the one to shit the bed. But I think this year, I don't think Georgia's offense is going to be that good because, okay, what how, what the hell happened to Jamie Newman? All of a sudden, he's coming in saying that he's going to be the transfer quarterback, and all of a sudden, he's out. He's opting out. And then, apparently, JT Daniels from USC, he hasn't been cleared yet. So they're going to a third-string quarterback and it's supposed, oh, to be, it's supposed to be contending for the SEC in a 10-game SEC season? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's trouble. no room for that. that. Georgia's in trouble. You, so you think Georgia, they're fourth seed right now. You you think Florida's better than Georgia, and do you think Georgia's not a top-10 team? Or you think um, defensively they're still in the Defense, their defense is, I mean, that's legit defense. Their defense is amazing. But to say that I don't think they're better than Florida. Florida has more certainties than Georgia has. The only thing certain Georgia has is their defense. I mean, if they want to continue to play um, 7-3 Cloud of Dust football, hey, that's them. But they're not going <laughs> to win. They're not going to win a 10-game SEC season like that. What What happened to the GOAT, Felipe Franks? Oh, he's at Arkansas now. What? Yeah, he transferred to Arkansas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now the goat's never going to win anything. Yeah, well, I, Arkansas. I think Arkansas's they're better than what they had with Chad Morris. Sorry, behind. I mean, my <laughs> God, that's the worst. That's the worst coach in SEC history. I mean, that was the absolute worst coach you can ever get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't deny that. Honestly, hey, yeah. I, I was trying to think of another. Didn't he win one. seven no, games at so. SMU once? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Let's guess what, buddy. SMU's not in the SEC. That's for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but um, uh, he won right. an award for almost beating TCU. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. But um, getting back to SEC East, is there like a dark horse team you see? It, it seems like it's going to be between Florida or Georgia, but is there a team that could kind of shake things up in that division? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Y'all don't, y'all would, y'all gonna, I think your mind's gonna be blown when I say this, but Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky. Really? Kentucky. Kentucky is legit. Dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Kentucky has, if you wanna look at roster, Kentucky has one of the best built rosters in the country. They are just, na- they're, they're a good football team. I think everything last year, of course, uh, last year, they lost. They had three quarterbacks in the span of three weeks. They lost. They lost Terry Wilson in the first week. They lost. Who was the next one? I think it was some, Sawyer Smith. I think in the Florida game, he got lost for the season. They had to put Lim Bowden in there as quarterback, and he still lit it up. I mean, he had like three hundred yards rushing every other game. 
I mean, it was it was freaking good. And now they replaced him. I think they have a healthy Terry Wilson. I haven't heard anything about Joey Gatewood. Joey Gatewood was Auburn's supposed to be Auburn's uh, Cam Newton. He transferred because Bo Nix won, so he transferred mm-hmm. to Kentucky. I'm just saying, Kentucky could be there, there's something that you need to watch out for. Besides that, I would say Tennessee, but Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of. Tennessee's kind of proven they can hang in with, with Georgia, with Alabama, well, not yet with Florida. They haven't shown that yet, but I think Tennessee, they have the roster and the recruiting, but a sleeper team is definitely Kentucky. So, yeah. I, that, yeah. Go ahead. That Butch Jones recruiting class kicking in? Oh, Butch, all those dudes are gone now. <laughs> Butch Jones. He, he's catching I footballs thought, for Alabama now. <laughs> I, I thought he had, like, I thought this would be like his senior class in now. Well, yeah, like I think juniors so. and seniors, maybe. When did he get fired? Like 2016, 2017? 2017, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Trey Smith still is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's his senior. Well, yeah, that's it, though. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, really, the East is a race between Florida and Georgia and like, Keaton, oh, yeah. Iowa, Kentucky, and possibly yeah. Tennessee. Let's, yeah. uh, let's move over to the West. The West has been dominated by Alabama for a long time, except but- for last year because of LSU. Mm-hmm. First, let's fire. start with the the jokes. Texas A and M and Texas A and M's ranked very highly. Um, do you think they're what everyone thinks they might be? Do you think Honestly, the hype is real? Before Corona, I thought A and M was going to be undefeated until they faced Alabama and their former schedule. The former schedule they had a cakewalk into Alabama. They had oh, Alabama LSU in the last two weeks. It would have been a cake. They had they played mm-hmm. Vanderbilt and they played some other crap school. I think South Carolina on their side. And I was yeah, like, South, okay, that's South Carolina is their rivalry. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but because <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, uh, they're for, dodging another rivalry. Exactly. Yeah, for, for yeah. Kenny Hill, <laughs> the rivalry for Kenny Hill to look good against. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I thought A and M definitely. They had the. I mean, I, I guess they were like they had the the pieces finally to say, okay, they can make a ten and zero start, make a case to for the SEC championship. But they had to go to Alabama and they had to go to L- no LSU came to them, but still, I I thought they would have it. But now, I think they have so many opt outs. I think they're starting receivers. They're down to freshmen and juniors. I mean, mm-hmm. only only people they got is uh, Watermeyer. I think that's the only target Kellerman has that's reliable. A&M is yeah. going to be in tr- I think A&M – I had A&M, not going to lie, as a second team in the SEC. I don't think they're even close to that anymore. You hate to see Their it. schedule's brutal, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I mean, they opened you, up with Vanderbilt, but, hey, that's my as well play HBU. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and, and HBU would say, hey, we want it. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> like, like John Raffio's sister. Money, please. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but that division, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, not only is Texas A&M depleted from opt-outs, it looks like LSU is completely depleted yeah, from last year's yeah, team. Absolutely. It is, it is amazing how much they lost. I, I think I saw something that was like they they lost, I want to say like 19 of the 22 starters or some shit like that. They lost 93% of the production from last year on offense. Oh, my 93%. gosh. 93%. Jo- Did y'all hear about LSU's new tight end, though? Eric Gilbert? Uh, I don't know. He's like the highest graded 24-7. Yeah, he's ever. supposed to be. Apparently, the linebackers on LSU is calling him the greatest tight end ever in college football history. 
Yeah, they went up against Thaddeus Moss last year. Who was, he was I pretty mean, good. Yeah, he, I mean, was, he wasn't great, but I mean, he was a good type. He was reliable. Yeah, he was reliable. Yeah. But I, yeah. I gotta see what I got to see this. I just got to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see him. Mm. Yeah, if your comparison is Thad Moss to oh, I know. the greatest tight end in college football history, I, I I would have to be hesitant on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, words. Words are hard. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> oh, God. You more than buddy. So, yeah, LSU. There's going to be a lot of question marks. We'll see if the, the gumbo man himself can <laughs> somehow cause a miracle to happen and keep that team with go targets. Keep that team in the top 25. I, I don't, yeah. I really don't know what their record is going to be. There's just so many question marks. They, yeah. they could be decent and they could also like miss a bowl game. No, I think they're going to make a bowl game. The SEC's not that daunting now. Calm down. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is, but they still they still have enough talent to win some ball games. They got enough. They're running. I think they're going to run the ball a lot more this year. Well, I mean, they still have some threats on offense. I just got I just got to see it put it together. But they're running. They're running backs. I mean, they're mean and running back. But we got to see. I don't know. I'm, I'm just having more questions about LSU. They have the talent. They have more talent, I think, than what anybody besides Alabama in the West. So. It's something that you got to watch. At least they have yeah. Did you they have an absolutely brutal schedule. And um, starting in October, they play at Florida, at Auburn, and then they play LSU. What LSU plays LSU in a scrimmage? What is that? I mean, sorry, <laughs> at, they play they play Alabama. My bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sorry, I, I was, yeah, talk about COVID season. <laughs> bring a little foggy. All right. but, did, did you uh did y'all see uh coach L run around uh, oily and shirtless? Oh jeez. Are we really talking about that? <laughs> Quentin would be the no, one to talk he, about it. Hell yeah, he, he he looked like a damn Cheeto running around. <laughs> like Donald Trump. But, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a burnt Cheeto. Dude y'all was like, back in like twenty Y'all remember back in like twenty seventeen when LSU lost to Troy and everyone wanted him to get fired? Oh yeah, that was just golden. <laughs> that was golden. Yeah. <laughs> It's ironic now that those people that wanted him fired are now like his biggest fans. Oh yeah, you already know. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they're gonna turn on him quickly this year if they have like a seven win season? No, no, he's no. Nah. slow. I mean, seven wins long. out of a ten game SEC season—that's freaking yeah. success to me. I mean, my prediction—I don't think SEC team, no champion of the SEC will have. I think they're gonna have at least two losses. Really? At least I think. I don't. I don't see a team going undefeated through the ten game SEC season. Just the wow. way the way the schedule's uh, made, I don't see that's, it. That's surprising. Yeah. Hey, if uh, if Coach O loses his job though, he can go back to working on the shrimp boat. Oh, shrimp boat. I said I put down my shovel and I was work. <laughs> I, I feel like he does that in the off season. He probably does that for like the workout or something. <laughs> works for Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. He's probably, yeah. just, like he's probably just thinking about football while he's just shoveling shrimp. You know, that's how he gets his good every, ideas. Every shovel of shrimp he gets, he's like, go tags. Go tags. Go tags. <laughs> go tags. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the, the Alabama schools. Um, let's start with your team, Alabama. How do you yeah. think they're looking this year? Uh, pissed off. Pissed, pissed off. off and want, rightly so. Yeah, yeah, they 
I mean, if you got to say 11 and 2 is a bad year, yeah, you see how high the standards are at Alabama. But yeah, I think Alabama uh, Matt Jones won the won the won the job. I think that's a good choice. Um mm-hmm. maybe get the freshman maybe towards the end of the season maybe if Matt Jones is struggling, but I don't think he is. I think that boy is ready to freaking go to work. Um Matt Jones. But I I, I got questions about the defense still. We're going to be young in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And I, you already know how the SEC is now, fun and gun and all these days. So, I mean, offensively, I ain't, I ain't got no problems with the offense. Offense is going to light it up. They're going to – they just got to get the balls in the right hands. But defensively, um, Dylan Moses comes back. I'm happy about that. I'm really mm-hmm. happy that he came, He chose to come back. He chose to come back. Um, but, yeah, I think Alabama is going to be – if like I said, two losses. Alabama has to play Georgia. I think – Alabama plays Georgia third game of the season, I believe. Uh, if they get past that, I, I still don't see. I mean, they got to they got to go to LSU. That's the only game I think after that will con- will concern Alabama. I mean, they got the luck of the draw. I mean, they got the yeah. They they got a good schedule. They're yeah. home against Texas A&M. They're home against Georgia. They're at Tennessee. Potentially a trap game, maybe. Mm, no, 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 Alabama. <laughs> you look at the you look at the past couple games. Alabama went to Tennessee. It has not been close. I mean, Alabama only close games they've had against Tennessee was that when at home. I don't know see how, but Alabama's always been a really good road team. They've always been a really good road team. Besides going to freaking Auburn, but shit. Yeah, and they're they're home this season <laughs> against Auburn. Exactly. They're home, yeah. they're home against Kentucky. The yeah. only ranked teams they're at is Tennessee and LSU. And that's motivation enough right there. They're gonna be that's gonna be pissed off to play football. They're gonna be excited. I'm I'm really excited to see that what they're gonna look like. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see some of the guys that they replaced last year, like Jerry Judy. I wanna see who's gonna step up to be their number one receiver. That'll be interesting for me. Um and yeah, I wanna see if that defense kind of gets back to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Who be was Alabama's sure. kick returner last year, Jonathan? Jalen Waddle? Yeah, that's their number one receiver, Tyler. That's their number one receiver. No, nah, Devontae Smith is the number one receiver. What? Waddle is it? No, nah, Waddle's more slot. He's going to be in the slot more this year. Well, yeah. he's always been in the slot, but yeah. You don't think he'll lead the team in yards and all that? In all-purpose yards? Hell yeah. But yeah. in receiving receiving yards? No, I think Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, he's that dude's. he should have went to the – he could have went to the draft and went being first-round pick. I'm surprised yeah. he came back. I'm surprised he also oh. came back. Dang, three first-round picks? Yeah, what's new? Yeah, all receivers. What's new? <laughs> right, it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, two two Bama receivers play for the Cowboys right now. Yeah, right. Wait. No, 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 just wait, one. no, it's just one. Just one. CDs from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's not a stupid. Yep. <laughs> oh, what else is new? <laughs> um, going over to your, the rival team, War Eagle. Uh, how's mm. Auburn looking? Hey, no, no, those are his favorite teams. There's a picture uh, of him. Let's see. He's a fan uh, of both. Fuck. Yeah, Auburn's no. gonna win the football game. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, PTSD. I, I got Edgar to confirm that there's a picture of him wearing Auburn stuff saying War Eagle on Facebook. Yeah, I think that's a doppelganger, buddy. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, Auburn. I don't. I don't. People are hyping up Auburn. I don't see it. I don't see anything that was that says Auburn is going to be as good as last year. I mean, I mean they were good. I mean, I guess they were good last year. Um, the defense they lost a lot on defense, and that's who's that's. I think 
if you look at if you watch an Auburn football game, their defense was there. I mean, their defense has been good for ever since Kevin Stills has been hired, and they've gotten better. This year, they lost a lot. They lost their whole front line, lost linebackers, lost secondary, lost everything. And it just seems like they're just hyping up old Bo Nix. I mean, you hired Trash Cam Morris. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean. I don't believe in Bo Nix. I don't either. I, 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 don't, either. I don't see the hype. I mean, I, when did he – in that game against Alabama, I mean, let's, I'm going to bring it up. In that game against Alabama, he did not do a damn thing to beat Alabama. Mac Jones threw two pick sixes. Luck of the draw pick sixes. And then what did Bo Nix do? He hit the ball on the read option and, and ran in for a touchdown. That's it. That's the only thing he done in, in that game. I mean, he didn't do anything special last year. When it was time to beat LSU, did he beat LSU? That was the closest game LSU played all year. Did he do anything special? No. I mean, he just he's he's not that good to me. He, he he's, to a, he's a game manager. He's not a star QB. I wouldn't even say game manager. You wouldn't even say that? He Auburn, Gus did a lot to put – Auburn in a good position. In that, let's see what other game they have. I mean, and I guess you can say against Oregon the first game. They were the best. I mean, okay. I mean, really? Are we are we really going to consider a Pac-12 team decent at this point? Like, I mean, I mean Oregon is the only best threw team. Sixteen touchdowns. Oregon is the best. Trump didn't even bother with getting the Pac-12 back. That says something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only team I would take is Oregon out the Pac-12. Oregon's the best team out west. There. Yeah, but Pac-12. Pac-12 traditionally cannot play with SEC teams. No, it's just, no, okay. And they're true. just, they're not built to face these physical teams. They're not. I mean, yeah. And I mean, they, Oregon is recruiting. They, they're, they're recruiting to be more of a physical team, but mm-hmm. they're still, they're still a couple things away from actually contending. But yeah, that's always a lot about Auburn. I'm just, I just think, but now there's so many question marks and it's a shorter season. And then you still got to play Georgia, that traditional rival. I don't know who else they play. I think they go to South Carolina as well. Yeah. So they're at Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. They're at South Carolina at Ole Miss. They're home against LSU. Um, they're home against Tennessee. And then they're at Alabama. Oh, they sorry. Kentucky and they're also home against Texas A&M. They start with Kentucky. Yeah, start with Kentucky. Yeah, I, that game is going. That first game is going to tell me a lot about Auburn. I mean, Kentucky's going to be ready to go. If Auburn ain't ready to go, they'll lose. I think ten, if they, I think they might lose to Tennessee too at home. I mean, I just don't see Auburn as really. I, I just don't see Auburn as this major team. I, that's why I don't think they're going to be as highly ranked. But they could. But they easily could beat these teams. They can easily beat these teams. I, I just don't know about them. I just don't. I got to see them play. Yeah, that that first game with Kentucky is going to tell us a lot about both those teams. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Um, yeah, most unless, unless you're like a diehard Army fan or something. Oh but God, we're we're going to learn a lot about college football in that cool. one game. <laughs> yeah, but What's that? but um that that transitions us to uh, pickums. That is our first game. Um, let me pull up the hold on one second. Let me pull up all of the betting stuff and the time and all that. Kentucky, up, I spent six years in the army. You think I'm not about to pick them? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shocker. That'd be like Cody picking against TCU. <laughs> or me picking against HBU. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or any of us picking against HBU. True. Well, there's a reason why this game's not up this week. <laughs> Shout out to them wow. against losing at Tech, though. Um, first Speak game. for yourself. <laughs> first game. 
Number 23, Kentucky's traveling to number eight, Auburn. It's 11 o'clock game, uh, SEC Network. Auburn is a 10.5 favorite. A lot of cap on that. <laughs> a lot of cap. And it's uh, over under 49.5. Um, so, Jonathan, since you're our guest, we'll start with you. Who do you have winning that game? Uh, I got Kentucky. You got, I got Kentucky? Kentucky? I got Kentucky winning. Uh, they got more. They, they got. A, I think their quarterback is going to be motivated. He's coming back off a torn ACL. He's gonna. He's gonna win. I think he's gonna go after him. If Joey Gatewood can play, I would pick a Kentucky by freaking hundred. But he can't. I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna play. But it's Terry Wilson. I think Kentucky's gonna kick some ass. And Q, who y'all thinking? Go ahead, Quentin. Well, I'm gonna pick Auburn. Um, I just think they do just enough to win this one. I really don't have a from reason. I see it could go either way. It's gonna be really close. I'm gonna take the over though, and uh, Auburn. Oh, the over. <laughs> over is forty nine point five. Jonathan, do you want to give us an over under? Oh, I'm going. I'm going under. You're going under. Really? Oh yeah, Kentucky's gonna run the ball. Auburn's both gonna. They're both teams that want to primarily focus on running the ball. It's coach, especially because uh, Trash Can Morris is the uh, LC. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't trust that sucker to call a pass play down the field anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's definitely under. I think it's under. Yeah. Cody, who do you who do you have for pick? And then do you have over or under? This I'm going to go Auburn, but by like a last. I'm going to say a last second field goal, uh, and I'm going to take uh, the under. And uh, but Kentucky will cover, like I said. Mm-hmm. Hey, your pick's wrong if you did, if it's not by a last last minute field goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually minus one win on the column. I just changed the rules. Um, I, I'm gonna pick Kentucky in this game. I think a lot of what Jonathan was saying, Bo Nix is not very good. I totally agree. I think he's gonna make a lot of mistakes in this game, and I think Kentucky is gonna win by a field goal. I I also got the under on this game. I think, I think we're all kind of agree that it's going to be a lot of running the ball. It's going to be first game for both teams, so it's going to be a little bit sloppier mm-hmm. than usual. I mean, that's not a very that's not a very high over under though. I mean, that's uh, that's why I'm like, mm. I think it's like twenty to seventeen type game. Yeah, that's twenty three twenty something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like twenty four to twenty one. That's my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe we're all wrong. <laughs> it's a shootout. It's like fifty to fifty. Who knows? Well, I'm Big not calling that. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking high twenties. High twenties. Yeah, we'll see. Mm, yeah, I could see it. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> if this was a game later in the year, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I still see a low scoring. You see? Well, huh? I got Kentucky's defense is legit, man. Huh? Yeah, and Auburn's defense is also very solid. Yeah. Ah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I lost a lot of players, so yeah, it'll be yeah. an adjustment. We will see. There's a lot we're gonna learn from that game. Definitely tune to that game. Early season, man. Early season. It's at 11 SEC Network. If you have that, definitely turn that game on. The other game at 11 o'clock is very exciting. Another ranked matchup. We have Louisville and their trash defense against number oh, 21. <laughs> number 21 Pitt. He's coming in two and zero. Um, it will be very interesting. We haven't really seen Pitt play a legitimate team yet, so we're going to see what exactly they are. And then we're going to see what Louisville's made of, if they can bounce back in this game after a tough loss to Miami. 
Um, games 11 o'clock, ACC Network. Uh, they have a network? Yeah, they do have a network. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I know. <laughs> if anyone has that, you know, maybe flip back between that and the Kentucky game. If you have both, that'd be amazing. I'm not sure who has both those. That person probably has Longhorn Network too, I bet. <laughs> yeah, so if you have ACC Network, if you're like the three people out there, go check out this game. This game will be very interesting. Um, in this game, Pitt's a 2.5 favorite. Over-under is 55. Um, you know, we're looking at these picks. We ran down before we go on the show. Cody, Q, and I are all picking Pitt. But Jonathan, you're picking Louisville on this one. Do you want to explain? Yeah. Pitt last week struggled with Syracuse. Syracuse. They are horrible. I just think that Louisville has enough on offense. I mean, we all saw their defense. I mean, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, it wasn't like, okay, they were getting gashed. They were just blowing simple coverages. They were over, they were over overdoing everything. They put eight people in the box and had no safety over the top on no touchdown mm-hmm. plays. I mean, that's their own fault. And it was just communication. So I think they'll clean it up. Their offense is going to roll. I thought Louisville, man. Cody Q, you don't want to justify why you pick Pitt? Nope. (laughs) 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 Sounds good to me. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Um, We got Iowa State at TCU. Iowa State had that uh, big upset to the Raging Cajuns. Who would have thought? Defense looks solid. Special teams was garbage. Offense was garbage. Matt Campbell is on the hot seat right now. He needs a win against TCU. TCU, this is their first game. It's a 12-30 game on FS1. Uh, Iowa State's a 2.5 favorite and over under 44.5. Let's uh, let's start with the TCU lover himself, (laughs) Cody. Let me talk about TCU. So they just named their starting quarterback, uh, on Tuesday, it's going to be Michael Downing, I think, the transfer from Iowa or not Iowa, uh, Ohio State, I believe. Uh, they named him over Max Duggan, who just got cleared for the opener uh, yesterday, or on uh, Monday or Sunday, I think. I forget. Uh, which is kind of surprising because he was the starter most of last year. But uh, I guess Patterson is wanting to let the guy who's been taking all the first team reps for the past few weeks uh, get the start and let Duggan work a little more before eventually handing the reins over to a sophomore. Are, are we going to be seeing Duggan in this game? Uh, unclear. Uh, it'll probably be if something happens to Downing, like if he's playing really bad or something, they'd give Duggan a shot. But more than likely, I think it would be uh, Downing. Uh, he may play most of the game. They may have like, they may give uh, Duggan a drive or two, but I'd assume Downing will take most of, most of the snaps for TCU. Uh, but offensively, I think TCU is going to be a pretty good team. Uh, they have most of their offensive line back. Uh, they lost Jalen Rager, but I don't consider him a big loss. I don't think he was that great for them. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Dude, he couldn't catch the ball. He's horrible at catching. He'd give up on routes. I, I'm not a fan of Jalen Rager. Uh, wow! Wow! Uh, uh, I, How they looking defensively? Oh, their defense is going to be great. Uh, they lost a couple <laughs> good defensive players, <laughs> but they still have uh, 
I think I, I think they have one of the best safety duos in the country, and uh, their ra- rankings from last year mm-hmm. agrees with that. Uh, it'll probably there will probably be a little bit of an adjustment period, but Gary Patterson's one of the best defensive head coaches in the country, so his defense should be ready to play. I don't know about his offense. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like it's they're kind of similar teams, both very solid defenses. A lot of questions offensively for both. I, I expect this yeah. game to be under, easily under. Wow. <laughs> I, I think Iowa State's going to win this game just because TCU was playing a new quarterback, and there's still some questions about the QB play. <clears throat> and also, Matt Campbell and his has to do better this week, or he's really going to be seeing the end of his job soon. So I, I bet he had these guys fired up and prepared for this week, and they need this win. They really need it. So I got Iowa State. Um, who else? Uh, let's go, Cody. You got TC. Okay, so, yeah, I have TC. What was the uh, over over under again? Forty four point five. I'm gonna take the over, but I think they're barely gonna get it. Uh, T. I think TCU has a more explosive offense than Iowa State, so. I think it'll uh, there will be like some random scoring at some points, just like blown defensive coverages and stuff. Maybe like a special teams touchdown mm. uh, may happen. Uh, it could happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I uh, would say better fix that shit. Well, I was thinking more TCU. Are oh, you thinking TCU messing up? Yeah. Shoot, it could be both. No, no, no I was thinking TCU getting the special teams touchdown. Oh, I got you. No, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Iowa State would probably blow something like that again. Oh, yeah. The second game Absolutely. in a row. Uh, <laughs> Give up three special teams touchdowns in two games. That's what you want. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, that'd get him fired. I, uh, Iowa State, their advantage, though, is that they have a bunch of tall guys. Uh, uh, they love tall wide receivers for some reason. Uh, and that always gives TCU a problem. Uh, so... That that would be their offensive advantage. Uh, it just depends on if their quarterback can get them the ball. Mm. Interesting. Uh, ja- go ahead. I'm going to go TCU though. Yeah, Apparently. we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be weird if all of a sudden you're like, and I'm going to Iowa State. <laughs> I almost went Iowa State. It's and like you I, pull a league course though. Not so fast. <laughs> not so fast, my friend. No, I almost went Iowa State when I was thinking about the game earlier today. But then I remembered how they played against Louisiana. Sounds like you thought about this game a lot. No, I actually haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, Jonathan, what are you thinking? Uh, let's see. It seems like Iowa State always loses or almost almost loses to the, the first game of the season. Like, they always have that one bad, bad game. And then late in the season, they they tear off what five, seven wins in a row. Yeah, like, and yeah. always have a big upset. Yep. Yeah, it's it's I don't like it's it's always hard for me to like pick Iowa State. So, but I'm gonna pick Iowa State today. I just think that I just think they just I don't know. I I, I got questions I, since because it's TCU's first game and because they don't have their starting quarterback. You don't. I, I just don't know. Well, I, I, they do have their starting quarterback. He's just not starting. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They could put him in the game if it's like seven nothing at halftime, which it very well could be with these True. two teams. They could put him in the game to start the second half. There's nothing that says they can't play him. I'm going with the over though. That's what I'm going with the over. You go. Come on. Oh yeah. But I, I got Iowa State with a field goal. By a field goal. No. Okay, no. Wait. So wait. 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 So basically, cover goal. the spread. Not a field goal. 
I'm going to say a safety and a safety and extra point. Safety, bold <laughs> man. <laughs> a safety a and extra strategy, point. Cotton. <laughs> okay, so they they get that extra point to cover the spread. There you go. <laughs> okay, so if Iowa State doesn't get a safety, you're going back to HBU to work as a football manager. I will quit. <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. I mean, he'd have to work for one week and then he'd be done. No, uh, no, for, go to for a full year. For a full year. Ouch. Yeah, no. He'll be the new head manager. <laughs> no. I'm a new head manager. My successor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, but l- let's close out this game. Q, who you got? Now, straight up, Iowa State. You're in Iowa. They ain't nothing there but cornfields. All right. All right. And Shout TCU, out, Jeff. you're a damn horn frog. Those things are freaking extinct. This game's no, boring. They're not. No, they're not. <laughs> what? They're literally not. Oh, are they still alive? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to TCU. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As always, great analysis from Q. Uh, and it's the under. Game. I'm going like I'm going like a ten to ten to seven game. It's gonna be a oh. good old. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about, about TCU Iowa State, not TCU Iowa. I don't care. I'm telling or you, Iowa State I'm telling Iowa. You, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> you from Iowa? You're just straight boring. It's gonna be a boring game. Oh, most definitely. Wow, Q is just hating the whole state of Iowa. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to a game that does not involve Iowa teams, thank God. But it involves another team that has a boring style of play. We got Army. The That's triple boring Army. Oh, yeah, it is boring. What? I love watching Army play. Bro, they, that they've is been running the same. <laughs> they've been running the same thing for years. If they get Shut down on games, they can't win. It never happens. Well, it's all for the excitement, Tyler. You just don't know quality football. I mean, uh, no, he's I never seen it. Oh, I've, ne- I've never seen it. My yeah. 23 years of being alive, I've never seen it. I mean, hey, I, shoot fits. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen good offense. Sure. <laughs> sure. So I'm a, Is I'm it a good, good offense ju- or I'm bad a, defense? <laughs> I'm a good judge of good offense, not so much defense. I don't think Tyler knows what defense is. Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know what defense is. <laughs> He's never been taught it by someone he knows. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Army is playing Cincinnati. Army's 22nd in the country, 2-0. Cincinnati, 14, 1-0. 2-30 game on ESPN. Cincinnati's favored by 14 points. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Nope. I don't know nope. who's setting these lines, but this is kind of bullshit. But uh, over under forty seven. Let's uh, let's start with you on this one. Oh yeah, let's who do you it. got? Well, I wasted six years of my life just with my face in the dirt for the army. Oh, uh, and the bear. No, that's not even a real. You're animal. saving babies in Houston. Uh, a bear cat is a real animal. You can't combine a bear and a cat. Get out of here. That's definitely a thing. Look it up. <laughs> you look it up. I got facts on my side. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for real. I'm going to go Army. Uh, I just, I don't, I Maybe think this is going to be a lot closer of a game than what it what it looks like. And uh, I, I just think Army pulled it off. Uh, let's go, Jonathan. 
Cincinnati is the best defense they played all year. Um, you look at they play who UL Monroe and Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, and they beat play? the brakes off them as expected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got Cincinnati, and I got Cincinnati covering as well. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I mean, Army's wow. Army's Army's good, but uh, I don't. I don't. They're gonna. It's gonna be close early in the first half. And I think Cincinnati's defense is gonna be stout. They're gonna be ready for the triple option. Yeah. If we know anything about Army, I kind of said this a second ago. Um, if they get behind, it's basically like a death sentence. Yeah. So I, I could see the fourteen points. I still think it's way too generous. Um, I don't think it's gonna get to a point where Cincinnati's up fourteen plus points, but we'll see. Um. Personally, in this game, I got Army because I, I just think the triple option is so difficult to prepare for, especially with everything going on right now with COVID. And you got, have guys testing positive and testing negative and all these different things. They're kind of throwing a wrench in the thing. And then now you got to play a triple option team that's played good so far. We don't know what they truly are because they've played some terrible teams. But... Um, I think Army is going to be better than people expect this year, and I think Army is going to have pull off this upset. Cody, what do you think? Uh, you know, I originally had Army, but I didn't know anything about either team, really. After hearing Jonathan talk, I want to be different from you and Quentin. So I'm going to go Cincinnati, but Army covering. So what y'all are saying is you don't respect the army. You don't respect the military. Yeah. Is that what you're saying with these picks? Well, Quentin was in it, so no. You drop and give me twenty. Oh my gosh! Get ruthless, this. Jeez. I'm gonna go. And, uh, let, let's I'm gonna go, go eat twenty churros tomorrow. Oh, of course. We expect okay. nothing less. You know. What a segue. <laughs> and here's another segue. From churros, we go to more boring football. We have uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Boring. Oklahoma, yeah, I think it's going to be boring. Oklahoma State. Was, hey. What? No. No? You don't think no. it's going to be boring? West Virginia scored <laughs> like 70 in their first game. Against Eastern Kentucky. Exactly. So, yeah. They still scored 70. <laughs> so did Marshall. Shoot. Hey, Marshall destroyed. Uh, they only scored fifty six. Get out here with your seven. <laughs> Shut up, Quinn. <laughs> Quit destroying my narratives. Anyways, West Virginia's playing Oklahoma State. It's two thirty game. ABC. Oklahoma State's an eight point five favorite, and it's uh, over under fifty two. A- anyone can jump in and say who they're picking. I don't really care. <laughs> I am going to go with. Uh, is Oklahoma? Do you know if Oklahoma State's? Uh, regular quarterbacks playing. Oh, so he's week? he's still um he they haven't decided yet. I think he's game time decision. Okay, so can I do my pick where if he plays, I pick Oklahoma State. No, <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'd probably you. change mine too if he played. We'd all probably change uh, ours. Okay, that's fine. See, but for the no, graphic, I I, I can't like have two different logos on there and have like an asterisk in there. Like, make like two graphics. Bitch, you make two graphics. Jeez. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Cody's over here in Disney not freaking doing anything. So come on now. Yeah, go fucking party with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Okay, I will. 
I will on my birthday on Thursday. Y'all <laughs> are just ruthless. Happy, happy <laughs> you know, not to be ruthless for a sight. Happy birthday to Cody. You know, oh, thanks. Good for him. Thank you. Happy birthday, Cody. Yes, happy birthday. Yay. Cody, your thanks, birthday guys. pick, Yay. who do you have? Well, I'm going to go under the assumption that Oklahoma State's quarterback plays, so I'll take Oklahoma State, but West Virginia covering. What's the what's the What's the line? 8.5 Oklahoma State. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, too, uh, regardless if he plays or not. Um, I think their defense looked pretty good in some areas of the game last week. But eight and a half? Oh, man. Against that's, Western Virginia, that's a tough one, isn't it? Oh my God! I mean, I could see it happening, but I could, but I also can't see it happening. It, 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 okay, I'm gonna say they cover, but barely. I think they cover, but barely. So like nine points. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I guess yeah. Three field they goals or They get late. <laughs> they get late safety. They get late safety at the end of the game. Touchdown in a blocks PAT run. There back. you go. There you go. <laughs> Being creative. Uh, Q, who do you have? Well, no, I don't know anything about these two teams. <laughs> you know, we're well aware, you know, nothing so, about college football. I, I know a little bit about college football, but not a lot. But I make my picks based on the logos. Right? <laughs> uh, so we got, <laughs> so we got a Mountaineer going up against the Cowboy. All right. Both of them are uh, crazy drunk rednecks. Accurate. All right. All right. So I think it's a pretty fair fight. But I'm going to take the Cowboy because they got more guns. Not, But, but you know, but the, the Mountaineers, they, they drink a lot of moonshine, you know, so they, they, they can take the bullet hole. It's, not feel a lot it's of kind of the base. Like, do you want a guy with two pistols or a guy with like a musket? What's, or- yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the guy with two pistols <laughs> and I'm going to take Oklahoma State winning by barely. I, I don't think it's ever spread. <laughs> I, I'm going to take the guy who's probably out there killing bears like Leonardo DiCaprio in that one movie. I got a West Virginia in this game. But um, I, I think that QB is not going to play for Oklahoma State. That's my guess. I'm going opposite of Cody. And I think that's going to be a problem for Oklahoma State. So that's why I have West Virginia winning the game. Country roads. Take me to the next segment. Take me home. <laughs> Yeah, and that's college football. Thank you to Jonathan for joining us today. We'll probably have him back some other time. Nice. Oh, nice. hopefully. If, if he wants if to come he wants back. To, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> but yeah, that's college football. Um, we'll move on to the next sport. All right, jumping over to baseball as the season winds down to a close. Uh, we're really in that last week stretch right now. What do you got on the dock today, Quentin? Yeah, um, yeah, we're getting down to the last stretch. It's about uh, seven games left for pretty much every team in baseball. Uh, we're gonna go over the uh, the playoff picture real quick and uh, go over uh, the draft order. What the draft order is gonna look like with the Rangers having a b- pretty good chance to have uh, mainly the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, mainly the Rangers draft <laughs> and, and draft. Um, and uh, gonna talk how. Uh, how the Astros had such a disappointing season. Uh, I mean, they're still likely to end up in that number two spot because of the, because of the playoff order, but uh, it's just been a huge disappointment after all the allegations. Uh, but yeah, let's start off with uh, with the playoff order. We right now, if the season ends today, with actually a few teams that have already uh, that have already made the playoffs, already clinched playoff berth. 
Um, <clears throat> right now, you would have the uh, the Rays playing the Blue Jays, the Twins playing the Yankees, the A's playing the Astros, uh, the White Sox playing the Indians, which is huge for the White Sox. Already already clinched yeah. is the uh, the Rays, the Twins, the A's, and the White Sox on the on the AL side. Um, really, there's not much of a race going on on the AL side either. It's kind of just yeah. those are the teams, honestly, because nobody's really, really got a chance to even press anybody. Because yeah, yeah, uh, it looks like it looks like the Blue Jays and Indians are running away with those two wild card spots right now. Uh, I, I honestly don't think anyone's going to catch them. There's, I don't think there's enough games left for the Mariners or Angels to get up there with them. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they they're gonna, especially the Mariners. It doesn't look like anybody's catching the wild card spots. Um, and with this year being the fr- first two teams in each division make the playoffs too, um, it actually the only one left on the AL side that even has a shot is the Mariners, who are playing the Astros tonight. And uh, the Astros are winning that game, so it looks like pretty much one win, and it's kind of done for them. And so it looks like the Astros are gonna are gonna take it, and it looks like the Astros are gonna make the playoffs again, even though it hasn't been a pretty season whatsoever for them. But we'll go over that in a little bit hey, more. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Right? That that is true. That is true. But uh, yeah, in the National League, things are a little bit more complicated in the National League uh, right yeah. now. Right now, it goes in as the uh, the Dodgers would be playing the Reds, the uh, Padres would be playing the Marlins, which is Marlins surprise, surprise. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow, we thought they'd have more COVID uh, players than wins, and here they are with twenty eight wins right now. Yeah, they proved proved us wrong completely, and somehow Kyle yeah. made the prediction of the year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it would be the Braves, uh, the Braves and the Cardinals. And then the Cubs and the Phillies. Right now, the only ones clinched clinched on the uh, on the NL side is uh, the Dodgers and the Padres, which are in the same division, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, no. And you'd have uh, right now you'd have the Marlins, uh, Cardinals taking those uh, second uh, place spots, and then the Phillies and the Reds look like they're going to make the playoffs as well. You still have a you still have a couple battles here. The Marlins and the Phillies, they're really, really close right now. Uh, the Marlins lost tonight. And the Phillies are 27 and 28, and the Marlins are 28 and 26. Only a game and, game and a half apart from each other. And so The Reds gotta, and Brewers, too. They're sitting at 500 each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Reds and Brewers are as well. And, uh, I mean, the Cardinals, Cardinals are sitting there, and they could lose their second-place spot, too. Yeah. And even the Mets, are st- Mets and Rockies are still in this. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and so with uh, honestly, it could be could be pretty fun down the stretch here. Uh, we got a couple couple of key matchups to watch for and everything, and so it's gonna be real fun, and it's gonna be extra fun because the because the NL, which seems like the more competitive league, surprisingly this year, which would have shocked me at the beginning of all this, um, it looks like they're gonna be in uh, in Arlington and Houston, right, for yep. the for the playoffs and World Series. Heck yeah, fans of games, baby. Heck yeah, and uh, Manfred said today that he's uh, that he's pushing for fans to be there. So, hey, yeah, so, something that really bothers me about that is I think we talked about it earlier, uh, not on the show though, just to each other. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get why he wouldn't 
wouldn't uh, want to get that extra revenue and move the American League teams to Florida where they'd play in Miami and Tampa, uh, where they could more than likely have fans at the games. Yeah, why are you putting them in California right now? It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. They're- yeah, California. I'm surprised California is even having games, baseball games. Right, exactly. They have the, some of the strictest shutdowns in the country, and I'm not going to get popcorn yeah. on it or anything, but it's like, uh, just at a baseball standpoint, if you want to have fans in the stands and create uh, more uh, more media revenue for your for your for your sport, obviously put it in the where you can actually have people attend. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just that that yeah, I agree. That's that's completely wild to me. But hey, Texas, yeah, you got a, are- you got a World Series coming your way because the World Series is going to be played in Arlington. So yeah. <laughs> me- meanwhile, with with the Rangers, they're just they're just in tank mode right now. They're getting destroyed by uh, the Diamondbacks as of this podcast. That they're losing like seven to nothing, which is good because Arizona has twenty wins and the Rangers have nineteen. So yeah, bump we're those trying to Diamondback win numbers up. Exactly, trying to go for that uh, that second overall pick because uh, Pittsburgh is running away with the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tanking away. Yeah, tanking away. What do they have? Fifteen wins. Yeah. So. The Rangers were tied with them like two weeks ago, and then, you know, typical Texas team fashion, they start to win. But this is a good thing for the Rangers. I mean, that doesn't matter if they lose these games. I prefer they lose these games because uh, if you, I mean, if you get those first two spots, it's going to be the two uh, pitchers from Vanderbilt, right? That's the yeah. that's who they're protecting. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's uh, what is it, Kamar Rocker? Yeah, Rucker, Rocker, so- something like that. I don't know the name of the other guy. <laughs> Yeah, Kamar Rocker and uh, man, I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm uh, up top of my head. I think it's uh, oh man, what is his name? <laughs> let's just let's just skip it. Uh, Damn it! But I, I I think the guy whose name you actually knew. I think he's going to be the number one pick, and hopefully, if the Rangers hold on to the number two pick. Uh, They'll get the other guy. Uh, but what, what worries me is Chris Woodward saying that he plans to try to win these last few games. And the last time the Rangers did that was in 2014. And they went from getting Alex Bregman at, or Alex the Cheater Bregman to yeah. uh, Dylan Tate, who is garbage, was garbage and did nothing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing. But, I mean, MLB draft is tricky, but – Obviously, you want yeah. to clear the field to have the chance uh-huh. to pick somebody that you want. Yeah. And you also have the worst player development staff. In exactly. Baseball. So if you, you can find somebody who's can't miss, you need to draft somebody who's can't miss because this, 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 uh, this organization cannot develop players to save their life. They yeah. had the least amount, I believe it was the least amount of homegrown players make it to the big leagues in the past seven years. Which is, in, in their defense, they've traded a lot over the past seven years. They have, get, they really have. But it's, I mean, to get Hamels, Beltron, Lucroy, all those guys. And thankfully for the Rangers, none of the people they traded away really developed in anything at all, anyways. Yeah, which just says something about how bad they are at drafting. Yeah, exactly. And so it's 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 just pathetic. Their cesspool. I mean, the organization is not going to get any better anytime soon uh, because they're not going to. They're they're not expanding the payroll. They're lowering the payroll, 
Um, yeah. I mean, ownership is a mess. They're being cheap for some reason. Uh, and it worries me for their general manager who Quentin and I were both big fans of, uh, it worries me that they may fire him because they're trying to be cheap and stuff and may just blame the lack of results on him, even though they're cutting payroll. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that is, that'd be a huge mistake. I mean, I think that if J, JD gets, uh, John Daniels gets, uh, gets fired, he gets swooped up like almost immediately by somebody. Uh, he's been proven. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's been proven that he can create a winner. And if you give him the chance to, he will, he will create a winner. I mean, give him the money. The guy's going to make moves. I mean, he, there's one thing that he's not, and that's, uh, that's, that's, that's gun shy. Uh, the guy will go out there and do every single thing he can to try to build a winner. I mean, he's failed a lot. He's, he's definitely made some bad moves, but every general manager, they, makes bad they, moves, exactly. Yeah. I will never fault a general manager for going out there and trying to go after it all. And so it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough being a, being a Rangers fan right now. And it doesn't, uh, yeah. it's going to get any better unless, unless what, uh, some of these young guys come out of nowhere and really, really show up. I mean, you got some good, good prospects coming up. You got Leo Tavares and you got Josh Young, but outside of that, and I mean, Colby Allard's okay. But outside of that, it's uh, so so like Kiner Falefa. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Kiner Falefa is young. I mean, the starting lineup average age tonight that they rolled out there was twenty four. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was with an old pitcher who, God, he was horrible. Yeah, I, five innings gave up seven runs for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could get lucky. Elvis may bounce back this next year. Uh, I mean, but they've already announced that he's going to have to earn his job back, basically, because they're base they basically have given the job, the shortstop job, to Isaiah Kiner Falefa, and which absolutely even, even though they keep putting him at third, which is weird. Yeah, I I think I don't think they just want to throw him over there. I mean, he's played shortstop before, but. I don't th- yeah, they probably want to give him a spring training at work, I would think. Yeah, they don't want to ruin his confidence, especially building block off of this season where he's just taken a massive jump and proven that he's he's an everyday player. And yeah. I mean, you got Solak and Solak I he's had some up and downs throughout the season, but I, I like that he's getting his at bats and I really do think that he's a player for this team. And oh, I mean it's cool seeing Sam Huff up. Uh I hope that doesn't ruin his confidence. <laughs> He's hitting two eleven on the air. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard for some of the young guys. I mean, if you don't come in and get instant results, I mean, two eleven isn't great, but it's not terrible for a guy who's never seen major league pitching. So, Gallo's hitting one seventy nine. Odor's hitting one sixty three. So, oh, man, I don't know. I I don't really don't know what I attribute the Gallo struggles to anymore. Um, I I'm I'm hoping. I really am hoping it's just we can just not count it up as uh as uh, it's just this shortened season just really threw him off, and hopefully next year he can get back to what he was. But I mean, if not, then who are you building this team around? You know? Yeah, I, I honestly think they should have traded him at the deadline. But you know, there's a lot of players that are struggling. Christian Yelich is hitting two fourteen. Yeah, it's he's, teams around the league are not nobody's hitting nobody's hitting well, and. I mean, that's what happens when you when you have a spring training and then pause and then start the season, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think you can take uh, this season and uh, call it, like, gospel. Like, I, I don't think uh, some 
the random guys that are hitting over 300 this year, I don't think you can look at it and say, oh, this guy is an awesome player. Like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, don't yeah. buy 100% stock into him. Wait wait until next year, and if he keeps producing, then you buy the stock. Exactly. And then Joey, Ga- Joey Gallo, don't go, oh, he sucks. Uh, wait until next season, and if he's hitting horribly like this next season, then you just give up. Then it's time to give up on it. Exactly, exactly. But I think that's a solid preview of what, what we're going to see next year. It's going to be all young across the board. Which, you know, you're seeing you're seeing some of this happen with the Marlins. Granted, they tanked longer and they did a lot more blowing up of their team. But sometimes when you put piece together young young players like this, they can really gel and and you know, I mean, all it takes is just a couple of guys to find their groove and next thing you know, you're in the playoffs. So who knows? We'll yeah. we'll hope we'll be hopeful. But yeah, let's uh, move on to the Astros a little bit. I mean, I really not a whole lot to cover. They've just kind of been the same team all year. Um, uh, Justin Verlander's having to get Tommy John. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. That was big news. Uh, he's probably going to be out until 2022 unless he usually, yeah. Well, most, most players will be out until 2022. You don't know with him because, uh, or you can't say automatically that a player is going to be out for that long. Sometimes players heal faster. Uh, just depends. Yeah, I mean, he's 37 years old, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he may I mean, retire that, off of this. Huh? This could send him into retirement uh, because it's such a long route. I don't necessarily think he will, knowing the pitcher that Justin, uh, knowing the pitcher and the player and his kind of personality, I don't think that he'll try to retire. I think he'll attempt to make a comeback, but that is hard to do at 22, let alone 37. And so, yeah, and he'd be 39 yeah, when he's coming back. Exactly. And this this time of the year is the worst possible time for that injury. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really affecting them all the way throughout. So it really could very well end his career. And uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I mean, the Astros are the whole uh, very disappointing so far this year. Uh, I mean, even though they're a playoff team. Yeah, even though they're a playoff team, they wouldn't be a playoff team regularly. They got lucky because the system that we have this year and i mean they've just kind of been constantly just right around 500 they've had good streaks and they're not really even good streaks they just had a, a couple of glimpses of the team that they're supposed to be throughout the year and then a couple of glimpses of them just playing terrible i know their 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 whole pitching pitching staff is young and it just got just got younger basically with the loss of verlander and so but i mean they're 20 and 8 on, on at home and they're 7 and 19 on the road the yeah. only team that's like worse than that on the road, <laughs> take, take a guess. Rangers. Rangers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Rangers are six and twenty-two. Yeah, the uh, the Astros are the second worst team on the road in baseball. Oh, actually, third worst. I forgot about the Pirates. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're the third worst team on the road in baseball, and uh, you know, basically, the whole playoffs is going to be on the road. So, what are you going to do there? You know, like, are, are you really yeah, going like, to take some of these young guys up there and, uh, and be able to perform on the road? It's, it's probably not going to happen. And yeah, so, I agree. It, uh, they're going to be an interesting team to watch here in the playoffs. Then again, yeah, uh, they could put it together. Those could, sticks could come alive. Yeah. And if they do, that is the potent lineup. So, yeah, their offensive lineup slowly starting to come together. Even Jose Altuve, he was horrible to start the year. 
he's up to 222, which, I mean, it's not great, but it's progress. Yeah. Uh, Bregman's hitting 246. Uh, Correa's kind of cooled off after he got hot. He's at 257. Springer is at 251. They've gotten... You know, that's not bad. Those aren't, uh, honest, aren't bad numbers for this season. I mean, compared, yeah, compared on, around the league. Honestly, I mean, they're significantly better compared to where they started. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, who do you... Uh, do you enjoy this this 16... This is my final question, really. Do, do, you, do you enjoy the 16-game playoff field, or the 16-team playoff field, or do you think that it is a, it is a uh, bad idea? For the way the season's designed... I don't have a problem at all with it, but for a regular season, probably not. I'm okay with expanding the playoffs to like adding adding a sixth team to it, but I think eight eight is too many because you you have a team like the Mariners that are 24 and 30 that still have a chance to make it. Yeah. See, I don't like that. I don't like seeing seeing. Uh, you can see this in NFL sometimes. I don't like seeing losing teams make the playoffs. Yeah, even though and, be, uh, in the NBA too. Yeah, if, even though it may be quirky, and sometimes you'll get an upset here and there with Marshawn Lynch stiff arming a guy to the moon, but, <laughs> but but it's just it's not more often than not. Anytime those teams make the playoffs, they just absolutely get destroyed. And oh yeah, especially in the NBA. Yeah, especially in the NBA. Uh, but it will be you don't see it as much i mean even the teams that are some of that are middle of the pack they're still decent teams it's just it's 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 hard for me i don't i don't i'm not a fan of it i do i do want it to be moved to uh to six teams on each side i think that's uh that's a more appropriate way to run about it yeah i agree it it'll be interesting to see what the mlb's joke of of a commissioner does yeah uh, see what man does yeah, you have no idea what the guy is gonna do. He's he's off his rocker, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, he definitely is. But uh, yeah, um, we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Um, yeah, this week's episode of baseball is pretty short. Uh, we'll have a little bit more of an exciting episode next week when a lot more of these playoff chases come to a head and actually we actually know what's going on about them. Um, yeah. We'll know. Hopefully, we'll know who that other Vanderbilt pitcher is. Yeah, exactly. And we'll have to give you. Uh, we'll have to give you a good playoff preview. But uh, yeah, that's about it for baseball. We'll move on to the next one. Yeah, so let's move on to NBA. Uh, Tyler, Cody, what's going on? Yeah, the um, Lakers just lost to uh, the Nuggets in Game Three. Um, Nuggets kind of dominated the game for three quarters. Lakers stormed back, but uh, just did not have enough in the tank at the end to try to overturn the Nuggets. Um, let me pull up the stats real quick. Jamal uh, Murray. Jeremy, had, go ahead. Jeremy Grant had a really good game. Uh, he had 26 points for the Nuggets, and basically him going off got got them the dub tonight. Yeah, he's everybody's been kind of saying it. He's their X factor, and he needs to step up. Um, and you see what happens. Yeah, he was definitely the X factor tonight. Uh, Porter not doing anything as usual since he said he needed to play more minutes. Yep, <laughs> he's playing he's less kind of minutes been, now. Yeah, he's kind of been an oof since he said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Murray had twenty eight. Jokic at twenty two. That duo has been really good for them. I, 
I, I really like that uh, duo they have there. Yeah, they they really complement each other. It's not like a duo yeah. down in Houston where they really don't complement each other at all. In <laughs> fact, they, they just insult each other all the time. They kind of <laughs> remind me as of a of a Luca and Porzingis, uh, but I think Jokic is kind of, Jokic is clearly the better player. In, all Absolutely. Around, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but if you, you kind of look at these stats tonight, it looked like really all their production was from their starters, not much from the bench. Michael yeah. Porter Jr. did a little bit. Uh, Mark Morris did 14 Monty, points. Monty, Monty Morris, Morris is about to say Markeith. There's so many <laughs> Morrises in the league. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he had 14 points, but a lot of it was coming from their starters. We'll see if that will be an interesting trend going forward. Maybe Lakers can exploit that with some of the stars are out. Yeah. Lakers-wise, LeBron had a 30-point triple-double. AD had 27, but was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. So, Paul Millsap was 0 for 3 from the three-point line? What's your point? Well, they, thought- they probably they need that more from AD. AD didn't shoot the ball particularly well for his standards. Barely over 50%. Well, he usually shoots about 60%, which is actually really good. Um, yeah, well, for a big man, it's kind of what you expect, but he plays a different style, big man. Really, if you look at like the tail of the tape, the problems that the Lakers had is 23% from the three. Ouch. Six for yes. 26. Um, free throw percentage was not good. 63%. Danny, and Danny they, got, Green they flat out got points. out rebounds. Danny Green had four points. It's probably yeah. over for three. Uh, one, for, point line. one for four, one for three from three, was, and a free throw. That was close. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he split a pair of free throws. <laughs> yeah, but, really, if you look at this, just out-rebounded and out-shot by Denver. It's kind of what happened in this game, it looks like. Yeah, I I think it'll be an interesting series now, but I think the Lakers pull together and uh, win game three. Uh, so an L.A. team going up 3-1 against Denver. We've seen that before, but... I don't think it'll end the same way. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I still think this game's probably going to finish in five. I think yeah. most people think that too. Uh, let's jump over to Boston and Miami. That, that's actually been a really good series. Uh, my Miami is up two to one. Uh, Gordon Hayward came back and basically saved the Celtics season, I guess, because they were dead in the water without him. I don't know about that. I feel like the way I've always looked at the Celtics sometimes is just like they, they have too many guys kind of sharing that star role. Yeah, like You I have Kemba, that. you have Tatum, you have uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart at times. It, it's just like I feel like when Gordon Hayward's taken out of the picture, they can it gives the other guys more room to score, share the ball, other things like that. Um, they were for, for this particular yeah, for this particular him. game in this particular series, he actually fits a lot better. Yeah, um, he's a, he's a matchup problem for Miami, especially. I, I like that he's kept on the bench because that's a problem for Miami. Their bench is not as strong. Uh-huh. So Gordon Hayward but, is a matchup problem for them when he comes he only, in. He only had six points in the game he's played, but uh, you just get the feeling that uh, he's an important piece even when he's not scoring for them. Yeah, he played 31 minutes, so clearly he was out there doing more than yeah. the six points. Um, 
look, jumping over to the Heat, yeah, particularly they did not um, get a lot of production from their bench, kind of what I was saying. Um, Hero Tyler like Hero, 22. Hero is really their bench. That's it. Iguodala yeah. is not going to give you scoring. Derek Jones Jr. is not going to give you scoring. Nunn's not going to give you scoring. Plus minus. Kelly Olenek, minus 10. Derek minus nine. Tyler Hero was plus zero. Goran Dragic was minus 29. Minus 29 from (laughs) Goran. Probably had several. He had five turnovers. Bad night for the Heat. Um, It's weird. This game, game three is very similar to game three for the Lakers, I think. Just bad performance. It was more of kind of the leading team was played poorly. It yeah. wasn't necessarily that the other team played better. Lakers didn't shoot the ball very well. Heat were a lot sloppier in this game. Yeah, and the, what's weird is the score was almost identical. Uh, but both losing teams scored 106. Uh, the Nuggets scored 114. The Celtics scored 117. Interesting. Would yeah. you say the league is rigged or not? <laughs> uh, well, let's. See. What was what's that guy's name? Uh, the old official. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget his name. The, Scott Foster. Nah, the guy who wrote uh, personal foul. Y'all, sh- y'all should look him up. He'd say the league's rigged. He has a podcast. Uh, he comes out. Uh, whistleblower. It's pretty interesting to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. But it's yeah. funny. The scores are almost identical. It's like the NBA was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is too close. Let's have some fun. Three or some, something yeah. like that. But yeah. Um, those teams, they're going to be playing their game four. Um, I think, let me see. Miami's playing it this Wednesday, game four. Um, we'll see how that game goes. And yep. the Lakers will be on Thursday. Uh, some, something of note, uh, the Celtics, they're down 2-1 in the series, but they're three-and-a-half-point favorites for four. So I, I think I don't think the Lakers series is really going to have a turnaround with the Nuggets win, but I think the Celtics win is going to turn things around for them. Yeah, I could see. I think this game's going to go six or seven. Um, I, I think the Celtics can eventually pull it off. I think at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, Celtics have more firepower and they have a lot more experience. Uh-huh. And then um, yeah, that was basically what I would say about that. I think so, something about just the Lakers making it to the finals during this year when Kobe passed away and then them having to play the Celtics. It's kind of one of those things that's just like, I don't know, there's that- some... Special force out the there. NBA writes some yeah, <laughs> I was gonna try to make it seem like there's some supernatural force, but it, it seems it, like uh, is we're getting a Adam Celtics Laker. Yeah, Adam Maybe. Silver's definitely the special force. That golem-looking dude. That golem-looking dude. He he knows the future, I guess, because he writes it. Oh, he's um, definitely golem. <laughs> Quentin just jumps in for that. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his Gollum ass definitely wrote the script. It's like WWE at this point. They're like, you know what? Celtics, Lakers, we're going to get another one of those, but it's not going to live up to the hype of the ones of the past. No Larry Bird against Magic Johnson. We got LeBron James against like Jason Tatum. (laughs) According to to Celtics fans, Tatum is... Uh, better than like Luca. Okay, I think Luca's a lot better player. And it shows. Yeah. 
what Luca does just by himself compared to all the players they have on the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think, what was I going to say before this? Uh, I, I can't wait to just see ESPN and also the Celtics fans act like that's going to be a series and hype up the Celtics and make it seem like, oh, yeah, Magic, Larry Bird, it's going to be just like that. It's going to be one of those series. It's going to be like Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant, stuff like that. Nope. No chance. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is the last tough round for the Lakers, and no matter who they put face in the finals, I think they're going to steamroll them. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the Celtics would probably give them more of a problem, but... Yeah, I think so. It, it'll be over in six. I would say five, honestly. But I say four. We'll see. I say three. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, obviously, we're counting our chickens before they hatch. We still have several games in both conference finals yeah. left. Well, so Lakers fans usually count their chickens before they hatch. Just well, like Cowboy fans. True, but also <laughs> just like Cowboys fans, there's the anti-Cowboys and anti-Lakers fans already like writing their script of what's going to happen. Oh, Lakers are going to have some easy road to win the title, yada, yada. Which they have. Yeah, I don't deny that, but at the end of the day, it's just like they're in a pandemic bubble little thing. It's like at the end of the day, a championship's the championship, no matter how easy it is. Yeah. But and- does it make great meme material? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we're all for it. Y'all keep hating on LeBron, the Lakers, and everyone else. We love Always it. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for basketball today. Well, yeah, everybody, <laughs> that looks like it's uh, the end of the show today. Uh, I feel like we had a good one. Uh, had a lot, lot to cover, and uh, it looks like we're going to have a lot more next week, too. Yeah, thank you to our special guest, Jonathan Thomas, to talk some SEC football. That was very good from him. If you have any more yeah. questions about SEC football, hit him up on Twitter. I don't have his handle in front of me, but something Jonathan uh, Thomas. I, don't I know. will pull it up. It is at John, J-O-N, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, then four zero, the number 40. And his Twitter thing says, HBU alum, Roll Tide, hashtag Pats Nation, hashtag Braves Nation. Yeah, so if you have any questions about the SEC, make sure you slide in those DMs. He would love that. Absolutely. Yes, if you have any questions about the SEC, HBU, uh, Alabama, Auburn, Patriots, <laughs> yeah, Auburn. Or just general life questions. <laughs> Braves, <laughs> life. I do have confirmation texts from his one of his best friends, Edgar, uh, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, s- confirming that there's a picture of him wearing a uh, Auburn T-shirt or Auburn gear and saying War Eagle on Facebook. So well, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> there's that. There's a big question for the next time he comes on the show. Is he an, truly an Alabama fan or is he a secret Auburn fan? <laughs> we we will find out the next episode we have with Jonathan, but that will be, not be next week's episode. Next week's episode will be something different, something exciting for y'all that you'll enjoy. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>